Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. The cleaning police are not going to come. No. no. <laughs> and they're not going to give me a ticket for the dishes not being washed yeah. or the room not being vacuumed. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So just knowing that to prioritize and just give other people the respect that you want to have in return. Yeah. And so that, those are my parting words. Yeah. And, and don't forget to always say please and thank you. Yes. Definitely please and thank you, especially Agreed. to casting people. Yep. Frame Chasers, it's Wednesday and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I'm with Melina Gay. How are you today, Melina? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderbar. And <laughs> before we start, get into the cast, I just want to thank everyone for listening. And remember, if you're a Patreon member, we have three different tiers for you from listening to the podcast. So basically, if you're on that lower tier, that's $1 tier, it's uh, three days before this podcast will air, you can get chance to listen to it. If you're on that next level tier, which is $2, you get to listen to the podcast five days before it airs. And if you're in that top tier, which is five bucks, yes, five smackaroos of bucks, it is about a week early. So basically next week's podcast, you can listen to today. So whoa, 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 whoa. How awesome is that? And you know that top tier is pretty dope. And also, just to let you know casually, because I've been mentioning on the show a handful of times, and um, now we're selling t-shirts. Yes, on teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash frame. I'm sorry, chasing dash the dash frame. I'm sorry, guys. I tried to change it, but I couldn't after I made the store, and I really don't want to make another store. (laughs) (laughs) So we got men's and women's t-shirts that basically say hashtag frame chaser on it, and the shirts are in black with white lettering ranging from about $20 to about $25.99 for that tri-blend shirt, which is the top tier of the shirts, I guess. And I love tri-blend shirts because they're three different colors and all that stuff. And we got crew neck and v-neck shirts. And are you ready to rock and roll today with them? Because I think I got two on the way, actually. So they should be coming in shortly. So let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So Melina, first question for you, which I ask everyone on the show. Yes. Are you from Vegas originally? No. No. Where are you from? <laughs> originally, yes. well, I was born in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Okay. Not Baltimore. Upper Marlboro. Is there a difference? There's a difference between Upper Marlboro and Lower Marlboro, yes. <laughs> and a difference between Upper Marlboro and Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore is... 
So up in Marlboro, you know Pennsylvania Avenue, 1600 Pennsylvania, yes. you know that White House yeah. thing? Yeah. So if you go straight on down that mm-hmm. same street, out past lakes and horses and all that business, and then you make a right on Woodyard Road, and then, uh, yeah, I live back there, up in Marlboro. Ah, interesting. I've only been to Washington, D.C. once, so mm-hmm. trying to remember where everything is. It's a little hazy, so I apologize. <laughs> okay. And then the second question for you is, what was the thing that got you into film Television was well. I'm sorry. What was the first TV TV show, movie, actress, actor that got you saying, "This is what I want to do"? Well, all right. So the answer to that is a director by the name of Maxine, and I forgot her last name. It just went away right yeah. there. Uh, but I actually, I went to, I was supposed to be an international corporate attorney with a concentration on the Spanish speaking countries. Oh, that that's was, completely different. Yes. That was my destiny, <laughs> <laughs> according to my father and my uncle. Um, as my father told us, my brother and I, one of you is going to be a doctor, one of you is going to be a lawyer. I said, okay, I yeah. guess I'll be the lawyer. And he said, okay, one of you is going to go to Harvard, because he went to Harvard, mm-hmm. and one of you is going to do something else. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'll go to Harvard then. Yeah. Okay, problem solved. Now, Easy. that was that. So that was like about nine years old. So, mm-hmm. and my uncle had a law firm, so mm-hmm. I was kind of groomed to that way. So yeah. I never really pursued the arts or anything like that. So I went through University of Virginia, double major, Spanish, foreign affairs, yeah. pre-law program, all of that. And the interesting part was because it was UVA mm. and I was a double major and like all that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna need a break. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a year off. Okay. To what, breathe. What did your father say when you took a year off? Well, my father was deceased by that point. Oh, so okay. I'm he sorry. didn't say much. But okay. my uncle, who's his brother, he's the one that went to University of Virginia. Okay. So I was like I said, I was originally supposed to go to Harvard because my father went to Harvard. My father died when I was thirteen. So then he didn't have a say so anymore. Yeah. So my uncle was like, well, you go to the Harvard of the South. <laughs> and I was like, um, I was like, going to go to the Harvard of like the world. I wanted to go to that because my dad said, and that's why he's like, well, I'll tell you what, if you go to UVA, I'll give you the law firm. I was like, wait, uh... right? <laughs> like have like give. And he was like, yeah. yeah, why not? Your name's already on it. And I was like, what? You're right. Yeah. Okay, deal. We're winning the game. So. There it was. That's why I went to UVA, and mm-hmm. that was my destiny. And then in that year off, I actually entered a beauty pageant. My mother okay. made me enter a beauty pageant, the Miss Black World pageant. And I'd never entered a pageant before. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so superficial. It's all yeah. about their hair and nails. And yeah, the whole kick caboodle. Right. It's, it's nothing on the inside. Oh, I'm going to be an attorney, and yeah. oh, I'm going to do this, and oh, I'm going to be. And so I won. But those, what, those pageants have attorneys and future doctors and all that stuff, which is kind of funny, too, to I, think I about know. it. Right? I know, but I was all on my path of, yeah. you know, I was going to, no, you don't understand. I was going to run this law firm, international corporate attorney with mm-hmm. a concentration in Spanish-speaking countries. My plan was I was going to drop drafts and motions, get on my private jet, fly to Venezuela, have lunch with Juan Velasquez. We signed some documents. I fly back on my jet and get on my yacht for three days out of the week. <laughs> like I had my life. <laughs> you figured it out. I figured it but out with my plan. You, then you went on a crossroad somewhere. I entered a beauty badge and I'm like, wait, what? You're going to interrupt my path here? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I entered the pageant yeah. and then I up and won. Yes, and then okay. what happened? And then um, Anna won Miss Congeniality, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Sandra <laughs> <Senator> Bullock? <laughs> right. So then I, and the same thing. And so I'm like, okay, now I have to go to the international pageant. Yeah. And the photographer at the pageant said, you know what? You should take some pictures and send them to New York. Yeah. And I was like, for what? He's like, well, you know, to get in the entertainment industry. I'm like, why? I, yeah. I'm go- Listen, 
I'm going to be an international corporate attorney because yeah. like I have my path. Just try, just try. Well, I actually had a boyfriend at the time who lived mm-hmm. in New York and worked on Wall Street. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll just, why not? Just, and so literally back then in the 90s, tell you how old that yeah. <laughs> So back then in the 90s, there was no internet. There yeah. was no any of that. So literally took the phone book, the yellow, <laughs> the yellow pages, the yellow pages, not even exaggerating, the yeah. yellow pages. I got my pictures done. Took the yellow pages, had these big giant envelopes. He took them to his firm on Wall Street and yeah. did it through the postage thing and then just mailed them out. I was like, okay, and there he mm-hmm. went to agents and managers and all um, TV shows. And then I started actually yeah. getting phone calls. Oh, wow. I know. It's, am- it's amazing. <laughs> I know. Started getting calls to be yeah. on New York Undercover. Okay, what's the New York Undercover? Was that a soap opera or a TV show or wow. something? That was a, a TV show with Malik Yoba. I, and, I don't know. I never uh, heard of that De one. Lorenzo. Sorry. Early 90s, I was still watching. No, it was late 90s. Thank oh, you. I was watching Price is Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. It was late 90s. Oh, I don't oh know. I'm not that old. <laughs> it's in 90s, so I was trying to figure out when. I... The very late one. Okay. The late Okay. I, I wasn't watching those shows anyway. I was probably watching TGIF Friday. Yeah, and that was a good. That's a good thing. Yeah. But it was actually a really cool show where because okay. they had they would have musical guests at the end. It was a cop show, and um, but they had musical guests at the end. Yeah. So like, the the cop show like in living color for cops basically. But it wasn't a comedy. Yeah, it no wasn't comedy, a comedy. Though. It was just like really drama, like like SWAT or okay. like SEAL Team. Like it was all this, yeah, yeah. and then at the end, you know, a lot of the cop shows they go to the bar and oh, relax. Oh, gotcha. And da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. So this show at the bar, they would have like. You know, it was like a club act. Okay. So they would have like Mary J. Blige. They would oh, have interesting. like Seal. They would have oh, like major cool. acts performing at the end of the show. It was actually, that, you is, know, that is pretty cool. cool. How many? I wonder how many seasons that went on for. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it went on for a lot of seasons. Shows like a lot of talent six. too. Yeah. Yeah, it really was a good show. So yeah. I started getting called to be an extra on there. Okay. Ba- like regular background extra or like um, core extra? Because I just heard about core extras or something like that. Or they have like they're in constantly and recurring. Yeah, roles. so I was a they, they didn't have that name for it then. Yeah, and um, that twenty seven dollars that I was yeah. making at that point, <laughs> but I was still living in Maryland. Yeah. I wasn't going to make a whole jump. Yeah, yeah. just on a, a whim because I'm still going to be the law firm person. And this is when you're on the you're off too, right? Yeah. Okay. This is my year off, and um, but it, you know it costs more than twenty seven dollars between the gas and the tolls, and of course I was not going there without getting my hair done, my nails yeah, yeah. done. All of that had to be done. So yeah. to make that $27, it cost me like a good 100 Holy moly. <laughs> so you were not even breaking profit at all? No, <laughs> I was not. Uh, not in the least bit. But I just wanted to give it a try. I mean, I yeah. also had a, a job, um, a little job in the marketing department at Sam's Club. Okay. And so, you know, that was my lazy job mm-hmm. because that was my in-between lazy. And it was because I had that job over the summer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I should have done more. But I, and this is the worst. Again, a thing that people should do is follow their destiny and do take the steps. Yeah. I did not want to do a resume. Mm. Not that there would have been anything on it, because I didn't have anything to put on it, but I yeah. just did not feel like going through the rigmarole of finding out and figuring out how to do a resume. So I said, oh, it's just easier just to stay here yeah. and just you know, did, did you, waste my life. Let me ask you this. Did you feel like a, maybe a sense of entitlement in the sense of like you had a law firm waiting for you and you're like, well, I don't need to do a resume? Pretty much. Mm. <laughs> I don't need to do a resume. Yeah. I just, you know, need to go to law school yeah. and graduate. Don't even have to graduate well. Just and you, and you have the keys to the kingdom. Exa- My name is on it. Gay and Associates. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, it's yours. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should get a stock option for that, I think. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then, okay, so you're doing these this background extra work. You're going back and forth from Maryland. Then what happened? Well, then it got good to me. Okay. And I started getting more calls and more calls mm-hmm. for USA Live, which was another show on the USA Network. Yeah. And I feel like I remember um, that show actually. Yeah, and then like Twelve Angry, Jur- Twelve Angry with Carson, Twelve Angry, not uh, Twelve Angry something. Mm-hmm. I think Jurors or something like that with Carson Daly was the host. Okay, and like all this stuff, yeah. and I was like, okay, you know what, law school will be there. Yeah, let me just give this a try. What was um, it like being on your first set, though? Let me ask you that. Let me go back a little bit. What was it like being on that set that first time? It was wild. It yeah. was wild. I was like, wow, this is what this is. This is so cool. But I was trying to, you know, be cool about it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I was really cool at being cool about it. <laughs> but it was just, it was really interesting watching, yeah. you know, learning the inner workings because, you know, I did not know that I had a propensity for mm-hmm. the entertainment industry. Yeah. I didn't know. So I didn't take any acting classes, any entertainment classes, nothing mm-hmm. at University of Virginia. It was all about Spanish and foreign yeah. affairs, international relations. And so, following that cross, well, following that path. Exactly. That path that was laid yeah. out for me when I was nine years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not deviating from that. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, not at that time. And so, okay, going back to that, you're getting more calls. You're saying you're doing that 12 uh, jurors and then, or whatever it was, Carson Daly. You're doing mm-hmm. USA Live. What else are you doing? Um, you know, just a lot of background. Um, yeah. I did 100 Center Street. Okay. Uh, just a lot of small yeah, little yeah. things. But you were learning, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I did a couple of independent films. Like, um, there was one, Now You Has Jazz. Mm-hmm. I, I did not create the title. Now You Has Jazz. I like it, though. I, yeah, but I don't know if it's supposed to be Now You Have Jazz or Now You... But it was Now it You Has like Jazz. Someone, or, someone, like, someone like different countries, like, speaking broken English. Like, Now You Has Jazz. Right, that's <laughs> But it, I mean, it kind of drove me nuts. Yeah. Like, I hated saying it, and I actually changed it on my resume. And now you have jazz because I'm like, I don't mean anything grammatically incorrect. I mean, I'm just saying, no. They're looking at your resume, and you're like, what is now you has jazz? Right. Um, I don't know. I didn't make the title. Of, I'm just an extra. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> I'm actually, just, I'm just a speaking part or whatever it was. Right. Actually, yeah. I was one of the leads in that. Oh, okay. One. That yeah. one I'd moved up. Okay. Moved so, up what a was that bit. like being the lead in that? Now you has jazz. That was interesting. Well, well, just going back a little bit before yeah. that, I was working on some um, NYU projects. Okay. Um, you know, one called The Pickpocket, and this was like a black and white silent film. Mm-hmm. And that was my first location yeah, shoot yeah. that was outside in New York. Oh. And, you know, it, okay. was, it was a very small crew. It was about two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there, so it was, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, you know, work my way you yeah, know, yeah. up into, you know, I saw the background yeah. of the big sets, but then... You know, I was more, you know, just me and one other person, yeah. you know, as we did the pickpocket, as yeah. we did the something else and, um, you know, just smaller things. Yeah. And so then came Now You Had Jazz. Again, that was another student film. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I didn't know the difference at the time between yeah. student films and regular films. Yeah. I thought, because I didn't go to film school. Yeah. So I didn't know. Yeah. So I'm just learning on the, on the fly. Yeah. And it was, it was very interesting. And yeah. I actually I came across some pictures from that era, oh, about wow. a month ago. Yeah, oh boy, that must have brought back memories. Yeah, it did. It was, you know, that was my first like real, you know, cast like family, mm-hmm. you know, and it was such a wonderful experience. It was so nice. Yeah, that I can honestly say that's kind of what what made me decide like on set is my happy place. Like yeah. New York Undercover and all that, that was fine, that yeah. was great. But you know, being an extra is different from being oh, elite, yeah. definitely. So. That they, you know, just 
it was good. I mean, it, it was work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Because, you know, extras, you don't have any lines. And, of course, I had a lot of lines. Yep. And, yeah, memorize but, things. But yes. you're a lawyer, you should memorize things easily. Exactly. have to do that anyway. <laughs> and so it was just, it was a different experience. Yeah. And one that I said, you know what? I'm able to tell a story that people relate to mm-hmm. and understand. And doggone it, I like it. Good. I like people doing my hair and makeup. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I like it. I, I like I like being on set. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you start doing those um, lead roles, did you decide to take acting classes or you were like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I got this. I got this somehow. Like, Well, and see, this is what I have a problem with. Okay. People who act like me. Okay, yeah. And who did not? Mm. Because I felt that, oh my goodness, I went to University of Virginia. Yeah. I graduated double major. Yeah. Surely I can act. Yeah. Like, you know, if I can do all of this, then, yeah. you know, I don't need to go to school for acting. Yeah. I, and I made that known. Yeah. Which is not okay. That's never okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to do something, you need to take the proper steps to learn how to do it yeah. the right way. Definitely. You need to get the schooling and education and just not assume. Just like if you were going to be on trial for murder, okay. you know, I'm just saying, if you were going to be on you wouldn't go to, to an attorney who said, oh, you know, I think I'm going to be an attorney today. I was... Getting my nails done yesterday, and I decided I'm going to be a lawyer today. So let me ha- let me let me handle your lawyer. Tra- let me let me do your trial for you. I'm not my cousin Vinny. Right, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like uh, negative. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's a it's a disservice mm-hmm. to the profession if you're not fully trained and ready to go to know what that is being, you know, what it takes to be an actor. Mm-hmm. But looking at it back, if you think, well, let me ask you this too. If if you're looking back at it, right? And you're in those extra roles and you're watching the other people act and stuff like that. I'm guessing you're taking in that knowledge as well to um, study the craft in that sense. So I'm guessing you're taking that, you're probably subconsciously taking knowledge into it. And even though, yeah, you're not doing the right thing of taking acting classes, you kind of as learn in a sense to be better and know what to, the things to do, I guess, with that. You know what I mean? Um, yes and, and no. And, yeah. Yes and no. Because yes, you do learn. You get a sense of the environment. Mm-hmm. You do, but you don't learn the lingo. And yeah. Just in every profession, in every profession, you have a lingo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That you know, doctors have their own language that they could easily say instead of BID, just take twice a day. Yeah. But they want to, you know, be important and say, oh, BID. Yeah. Why don't you just say the words? Because there's a certain um, specialness. Mm-hmm if you will, yeah. to just, it's like a club or, you know, if you know the lingo, then you're really in. And in order to really know that, you know, people will tell you a lot of stuff. They'll lie, they'll make things up, but it's important to know what it means when they say, okay, back to one. Okay. Hit your mark, make it more purple. Did you have any more, (laughs) did you have any problems when that happened? When someone's like, Go back to one. What's that mean? Yes, I did. (laughs) On 100 center street. And I was like, okay. And Sidney LeMay was the director. And I'm like, okay. What does that mean? Like, okay, just uh, this is what school is about. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't trying to do this, but (laughs) it was one of those where you really should. You know, you can learn a lot on the job. You know, working in an environment. Yeah. But I am a really strong proponent of if it's something that you really want to do, then take some classes. Start taking classes as Mm -hmm. soon as you decide this is what you want to do. So eventually, I did. Okay. Um, but I took monologue classes. I took. Scene study. I took an improv class. I oh. took classes, yeah. you know, to help my craft. Yeah. I didn't necessarily take classes to learn. Learn the acting methods like exactly. Adler. But you know what? I've been talking to a handful of actors too on here, and it seems like a lot of them, like uh, 
one of my friends was saying like they learned I think Ad, was it Adler or no Meisner, Meisner for like four for basically their whole school and the when they got to like the advanced acting class or whatever the last acting class was like oh now you should know all the methods and like we just learned Meisner like the whole time and the guy flipped out kind and like kind of taught him I guess other methods as well but like even that like there's so many different methods you pull from them mm-hmm. and like not like you're not really I mean there's probably people that just use one, one method two methods whatever it is. But people just pull from them and take what they want. Too. Yeah, you just make it your own because yeah. it doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah. What matters is that you get there. Yeah, exactly. So, that you know, it's it's how, you know, I don't, five. Yeah. I need you to get to five. Yeah. Whether you do four plus one, two plus three, mm-hmm. six minus one, I don't care. Just yeah. need five. Well, and also improv is also, if you think about it, a, an acting method as well, too. So, I mean, I mean, technically you didn't do the classical way of it in the sense of like Meisner um, whatever they're called Ad, I always forget Bella Adler yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, who cares but uh, <laughs> but like you did improv which is yeah. another like is honestly it's probably one of the hardest things to do it's, it is yeah. improv is a challenge yes because you never know what people are going to say but there's a trick to improv what's the trick do you want, do you want to get the trick <gasps> do out do you want me to tell you the I mean, you secret can, you can you can plead the fifth also the secret to improv <gasps> <laughs> okay but you can't tell anyone well, let me just pause this real quick. <laughs> okay, I'll, it'll just be between me and you and your listeners. Okay. Okay, the secret to improv mm-hmm. is, oh, they're going to ban me from improv. Okay. <laughs> I'm just breaking it all. So as improv actors, you yeah. already have in mind what you're going to do. Okay. And so it's very broad. Yeah. But you have that already in mind, and you actually practice that, what mm-hmm. you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And then... So and when you're doing improv, people shout things out yeah, yeah. all the time. So what you do is you only pay attention to those yep. that align with what exactly. you've already yeah, worked that's on. That's what I've done before <laughs> in improv classes. And even if it's even remotely tied yeah. to it, it can be so far away. You know, we're gonna make yep. that just you, you, gonna. Okay, you said you said a pizza. You said a restaurant. Yeah. Well, we've practiced pizza. Yeah. So we're gonna do a pizza kitchen. Yep. Even though you said restaurant, it doesn't matter. It's close enough. Yeah. It's it's with food. It's a restaurant. I can do anything I want. There you go. Yeah. And, and you know what? Just food. Yeah. Food in general. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's the a restaurant. Okay, easy. I exactly. was talking about food the whole time. I was in my head thinking about free. I'm like, if I do this, this, and this, I get to A, B, and C, I can totally get through it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's I've, it. I've done that a handful of times in improv. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. So you know. It's just, it's I just, know the secret. Improv is just uh, overthinking. That's really what it is, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people like want to make it seem like a lot more than it yeah. is. It's so not. It really yeah, it really isn't. It's it's just like you're just overthinking about every situation. Like it's like a Batman. You know, Batman thinks of every scenario in yeah. every situation. Mm-hmm. And in improv, you think of every scenario in every it, situation. Exactly. Or every situ- or every scenario. Does that make sense? In every scenario in every situation. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what improv is. Yeah. Yep, that's it. So you took those classes <laughs> and then what happened? Um, well, then it was just an ongoing, you know, yeah. their private lessons. Did you decide to do so, in New York then? Yeah, this time? was in New York. Well, did was... you decide to move to New York or you were oh, still no, no, no. I moved after a year. After one year of going back and forth, I said, you know what? I think we'll give this, give this a serious whirl. So the one year mark of leaving school turned into more than one year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> low bet, low bet. <laughs> And at first, it's so funny because my grandparents, when I said, okay, I'm moving to New York, yeah. so I went over to my grandparents' house and we had dinner and my car was already packed up and mm-hmm. everything. 
And so I'll never forget that my grandfather, you know, they're walking me out to say bye. And I was yeah. like, okay. And so then my grandfather, he looks at my car and it's all packed. He's like, so you really going to do this, huh? And I'm like, granddaddy, yes. We've been having this conversation. Like, would you think I was making it up? He's yeah. like, but but your car is all packed up and you, you're really going to do this, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I am. And yeah. then it, they did not, still didn't believe me. They did not understand oh what gosh. was going on. They were like, okay, she's, she's, she's. When did they believe happening? you? When they first saw me on television. Okay. When they saw me on television. Then it was, oh, now, okay, yeah. now. And then it was, oh, Melina's on television. Oh, Melina's on television. Oh, yeah. Melina's on television. <laughs> that whole thing. Right, that yeah. whole thing. It's like, oh, I told you this was what I was going to do? Yeah, like, yeah. why you didn't believe me, I don't understand. But, um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the transition from moving from Maryland to New York, like big city from, I guess, a small, I don't know your town. Small, it was it? two streets. Two streets. Main street and first from, street. From Main street to first street to Fifth Ave, Madison Ave, you know, the Avenue of Americans, whatever it's called, I forgot. But what was that transition like living in that big city? Even though you were kind of commuting there already, did you, were you used to it easily? Was it a nice, was it a hard transition to, you know? Well, you know what? Because um, my grandparents lived in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And well, so I was always there all the time. Mm. So not really. It wasn't yeah. that much of a transition. You know, from Marlboro, yes, really teeny tiny. Yeah. Charlottesville is really teeny tiny. Yeah. But being able to go back and forth between both of them, yeah. it, you know, the transition wasn't too... Getting used to the people. Let me tell you uh, about New yeah. Yorkers. Go they ahead. keep it real. Yeah, they do. I mean, as I was driving to New York, just getting there the first day, yeah. I got pulled over by a police officer. <laughs> looking for my, I was looking for my, and I was like, but, but what did I do? And yeah. Well, you know, I pulled you over and I was like, yes, well, what can I, I would like to have your phone number, please. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm just trying to, I just drove four and a half hours. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm just trying to find where I live. Yeah, yeah. And you're really asking me for my phone number right now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that never happened in DC. No. Well, kind of a little bit, a little bit. I got I ran a stop sign down the street from my grandparents' house. Yeah. I didn't even know it. And he was hidden uh, behind the trees. <laughs> yeah, he was hidden right there. And I ran the stop sign and, and um the policeman pulled me over and I was like, oh no, because I'd never gotten a ticket or yeah. anything. And so this is a little deviation. Yeah. I tend to deviate in my yeah, It's fine. It's here. called off Broadway, as Carlos yeah. would say. <laughs> And so the police officer, it was summertime, and he had his sleeve rolled up, yeah. and he leaned against the window and said, um, you know, you ran that stop sign. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't really didn't see it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Well, he's like, your license and registration, please. And so I'm fumbling, and I'm, like, shaking like a leaf, like, oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. I'm going to get a ticket. And then I look, and he has this, um, a brand on his arm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, so you're an Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. He's like, yes, I am. I said, my dad was Omega Sci-Fi. Oh. He's like, oh, yeah, really? Well, and I said, yeah, he's deceased now. So, Oh, well, he's in the Omega chapter. He's always an Omega. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, you know, well, you know what? He's a brother. I'm going to let you go right now. So Wait, you just you... was your father actually an Omega? Yes, he oh, was. Okay. He really <laughs> was. You pulled off the... <laughs> He was really Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, and I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, if, you, if he was not, I was like... I know, that'd be horrible. I would have clapped my... <laughs> that would have been a good clap. I know, right? I know, he really was, because yeah. I was just so frazzled at the time. I was like 19, 20, something like that. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Please help me. Please help me. And then that brand 
Man, that was my father well, watching, yeah. helping. Yeah. Like, you're not getting a ticket today, but maybe tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so you moved to New York, yeah, and then you start more gigs coming in? More and more and more, yeah, more? more gigs start coming in. What was the next one of my big classes. gig, yeah. So actually, to be honest with you, it's okay. ironic that the, my very first, I would say the turning point was when I landed a role on One Life to Live, okay. the soap opera One Life to Live. Mm-hmm. And the role that I played was Nora's legal assistant, <laughs> of all things. Oh, you finally got that legal degree. Exactly. <laughs> I finally got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that turned into all my children as well. So mm-hmm. I was working on both soap operas. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you do that? Is that like legally binding? Isn't that like a, isn't that like a conflict of interest, I feel like? Let me tell you, I also worked on Guiding Light. Jesus. During, you... Exactly. Oh, I was the soap opera queen. <laughs> all my children were like to live in Guiding Light. It was, they were calling. I was there. I was there. I'm surprised it wasn't a conflict of interest. You know what? One day I was homesick. Yeah. It was so funny. And I was just homesick and I was watching television and I turned on, you know, I was watching ABC and I turned on, I was like, wait, that looks like me. Yeah. And it was on all my children. And all my children come, came on one to two. One Life to Live came on two to three. And then General Hospital was three to four. Oh, and boy. so I looked at and I was like, wait, that, that, that's me. And so I was like, oh, look, I did a pretty good job. And yeah. then the next show, One yeah. Life to Live, guess who was on that as well? You were on exactly. that show. Exactly. <laughs> and then were you on General Hospital too? No. Oh, okay. no I was like, I wow. No, because GH films in, um, in LA. Oh, really? I, eventually I made it to GH. As, okay. Um, uh, Carly, I was. Uh, Talia, the, um, gosh, so many. Talia, the manager of the Metro Court Hotel, Sonny and Carly's Hotel. Okay. So that was after I moved to L.A., though. How many seasons were you on um, One Life to Live and These Are Alive, right? No, so, all wait, my children. Oh, my, sorry. Uh, One Life to sorry, Live, sorry. all my children, and guiding, like, come on now. There's too many soap operas. I know. <laughs> so what, how long were you on those? Like a season, two seasons? Like, um, about, how's that work, too? Cause about, like, um, let's see, like two, I left... New York in January of 2005, mm-hmm. and I started like 2001. Okay. So you're on there for like four or five years? Yeah. Yeah, now, I how, love them. How does that work? Now, here's the soap opera question for you. Yeah. I've always like seen them, but I never really watched them. Yeah. So how does that work when they like decide, like, let's just reinvent, like, re- like I guess not reinvent, but like uh, re-energize everything and start with a new cast? Or like, do they continue with the old cast? Because I feel like, you know, some people were on there for like 30 years, 40 years, whatever the show's been on. And then like they have a new cast of people every like... Ca- you know, handful of years. Like, what, what, what? I'm, I don't know. Why I'm, do they do that? Yeah, well, well, longevity. Okay, so basically salary yeah. is determined by, and longevity is determined by um, yeah. fan approval. Yeah, okay. So if the fans love you, then you're going to make lots of money. Like yeah. Susan Lucci made millions. Yeah. Because, and she's been, she was on there for like 40 years. Yeah. Because everyone loved her character and she was like number one tops but there's so i mean i feel like after 40 years you just want like even after 10 years i feel like you'd want to move on a little bit well, too. a lot of people do yeah. you know uh, meg ryan started on soaps oh, shit, and you know uh, blair underwood okay. started on soaps oba babatunde would start on mm-hmm. soaps um george clooney started yeah. on soaps demi moore well, started didn't on george soaps. clooney start on er though that's not really a soap I believe he was on a soap before. No, he was on. No, he was on. He was on um, the Facts of Life. Yeah, he was. He was. He yeah. was. He was on the Facts of Life, and he was also in uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, which I own, which I love. Oh, okay, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> great B movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, maybe you, one day. We, yeah, you don't. We won't like it probably. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> but it, you know, a lot of people get their start on soaps. That's yeah. their launching pad into the industry. Yeah. 
And it's a great training ground because at the end of the day, if you can learn, I mean, the scripts are like this. I came across in the same time that I was looking at, found all these old pictures. I found yeah. some of my old scripts from oh, all my wow. children. The scripts are like this. Why is it so thick? Because they are. That's for one day. That's for one day. Oh, do they shoot multiple episodes in a day? Sometimes. It depends on the show. Yeah. And each of them has their own way of, sh- of filming. Yeah. So like One Life to Live, you could, um, they would block everything, mm-hmm. then go to lunch, and then film everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, then, that's the casual, the, not casual, but the usual way of making stuff in general too. Some well, sometimes, but then all my children and um, guiding light, they didn't do it that way. So they would okay, block it, shoot it, block it, mm-hmm. shoot it. Yeah, block, rehearse, shoot, block, rehearse. So you wouldn't necessarily be there all day. Yeah, one life to live. You're gonna be there all day. What was the better? Well, now you can say that. What was the better one that you liked shooting on? Was it one life to live, or was it guiding light? Was it uh, you've done so many. I know, <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the LA ones yeah, yet. We haven't gotten to the LA ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so of New York, yeah, I liked. You know, I really liked all my children. Okay, and that was the really, block shoot, block shoot method. Right? Yeah, that was block shoot, but I liked the people there. But also, yeah. one life to live was very, very. They were, you know, it was very. It was interesting because we shot in a basement. Oh. I know on one life to live, it was okay. in a basement. Um, and people were very nice, but yeah. really, all my children has had a lot of polish, had a lot of mm-hmm. of, of glitz and yeah. glam because of Susan. Yeah, and it was just you know it was the top soap opera. Yeah, and you know the casting director Bob Lambert. I mean, he was just just a really really nice guy. Yeah, and this is a thing that people who want to be actors and get in, you know learn these. Yeah. I mean, I hope I'm sharing some jewels that yeah. are important. One thing you always want to do is you always want to thank the casting director mm-hmm. for considering you, for actually casting you in the role, because they didn't have to. As in like a thank you card, a thank you in person, or thank like you a, card, a thank you in person. Well, you know what? <laughs> After every episode that I filmed on yeah. um, All My Children, I would take the elevator, go right on up to Bob's office, and just knock on the door, and his door was always open. I'd just, yeah. hey, Bob, just wanted to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me yeah. to work today. I Thank you for calling me. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. And one time, he's like, wait a minute. Hey, you're, you're welcome, but hold on. Wait a minute. Are you available in a couple <laughs> days? And I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, well, I need a voiceover, an airport voiceover. Would you be willing to do that? I was like, uh, yeah. And so I had like four episodes where I was in airport voiceover oh wow so just from just being kind and yeah just being grateful you know that was you know yeah hey it works exactly yeah. and so that's one thing i encourage everyone and you can send a thank you note you can you know send a starbucks card yeah. or, or just a quick email just thank you for allowing me for inviting me to audition because yeah. at this point it's an invitation i think that's a great piece of advice you give out to everyone right now and i, I don't know how many people actually do that so not great. many. Hopefully, people who are listening, which is probably not many, are listening. Oh, I hope they are. <laughs> I hope so too. Well, <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll find out in like a few months when I get this thing really <laughs> off the ground. But uh, hopefully, people are listening. They hear this advice and they take it because it's a great piece of advice. I think. Yeah, it, and it really means a lot. Yeah. Because so many people don't, and so gratitude and humility yeah. goes a long way. You should be thankful. Yeah. You should because, like, I mean, when are you gonna get the opportunity again? Like. Obviously. Right. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah, yeah and just, definitely. And, and for me, my happy place is being on set. Yeah. I love happy, I love being on set and I mm-hmm. love being in church. Those yeah. are my two just really grounding things that just bring me so much joy and being with my niece mm-hmm. and nephews. So. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> they're awesome. Hopefully they're not listening. 
I don't know. They're what six and nine. I don't think they're listening. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're not. They're who's playing the video games. <laughs> I can answer the who's I, the favorite question. I cannot. I love them equally. Thank you very much. <laughs> I so, love my little Milty and my Lola. So they're my angel babies. Oh. <laughs> they're auntie's babies. I love them. But okay. they're both your favorites. Yes, they are. They're so cute. They're so cute. So then. You moved to L.A. in 2005? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I had five agents. Wow, in five. In New York. Holy because, moly. I feel yeah. like that's five too many. Well, you know, in New York, you can, you, it's called hip pocket. Yeah. So you can have as many as you want, mm-hmm. as many as will take you. So I was yeah. with Abrams Artists. I was okay. with Cunningham. I was with, with CESD, Abrams, Funny Face, um, and two more smaller ones. Yeah. Um, I forget the names right now. But anyway, there were five, five total. And so back then, apparently, and I didn't know it then, but I was like the top actor, yeah. well, top actor, because there was there was literally a race to call me. So when there was, oh, wow. for my demographic, for my category, then whoever called me first, I would go to the audition and represent, and they would be um, yeah. my representation. And so my phone would, would ring, and, and like Abrams, one, time, one day Abrams would call, and then two minutes later, Cunningham would call, and oh, then wow. another minute later, Funny Face. And I was like, oh, I already accepted for Abrams. Oh, I already accepted for Cunningham. And it was constant. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they really got mad about competing with each other. Yeah. Um, just from one conglomerate, right? <laughs> yeah. They got mad for fighting over me. And so then my agent, Calais, at yeah. Funny Face, she sat me down, and she said, well, you know... So this is where we are. Yeah. Oh, Rich New York was the was one of the other ones. Okay. Um, she sat me down and said, you know, you've actually kind of exhausted everything in New York. Like, you've been on all the soap operas, yeah. you know, commercials, okay. But if you want to do musical theater, theater and Broadway, yeah. and, you know, modeling, that's here in New York. Yeah. Or if you really want to do film and television, then you might want to consider moving to L.A. Because mm-hmm. that's really where it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, at that time, this was the 2000s, like yeah. 2004, 2005, yeah. you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on in New York. Okay, you had, you know, again, New York Undercover yeah. and, and soap operas, but it's not like it is now. Yeah. Nowhere near like it is now. So, you know, and, but, well, I kind of want to do film and television because yeah. at this point, you know, it got good to me. Yeah. And at this point, I wasn't even thinking about law, the law thing yeah, anymore. That, that path is kind of, gone. Kind of. Yeah. That went disappearing. <laughs> it went away. Houdini. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And so then I moved to New- to LA yeah. and I landed a role on um General Hospital. Wow. What, what did you do on General Hospital? I was that was um, my character's name was Talia. Okay. And I was the manager of the Metro oh, yeah, yeah. Court Hotel. Sorry, you were saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many there's so many soap operas that you mentioned that I, I know. can't keep up with you. I know, I like the soap opera queen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love soap operas though. Um, Makes and, you memorize. Yeah. yeah. And, but here's the question for you. Why didn't you want to do a stage or theater in New York? Like, what? Well, I did. Oh, you did? Don't get me wrong. Okay. I did off-Broadway. Oh, okay. And off-off-Broadway. And I What's really... What's off-off-Broadway? I only heard of off-Broadway. It was off-off-Broadway. Is that further down? New Jersey. Down? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of Pepper Mill Playhouse. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I did. Like, And, and I, I'm not disparaging at yeah. all. But that's where I, I wrote a few plays. Mm-hmm. And I cast myself in the lead of them. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Um, one of them I uh, directed, Monsieur Felix Foxfly. What was it like directing a stage play? Again, I had not ever been to class for it. Yeah. So I just assumed that since I was going to be a lawyer from the University of Virginia, I assumed it wouldn't yeah. be that hard. 
um, what do they say about assumptions? Don't assume. Don't make yeah. an ass out of you and me. How about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it did well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because it was it went on re- went on a short regional tour. So you know, and yeah. we were entered into a um, a play competition, and we yeah. won. So it was good. I did well, but I wish I'd had some training. I mean, I literally had to make this up yeah, as yeah. I went along. I bought a couple of books because there was no internet. Did you not have a good first AD? I guess is there a first AD in like? No, the, there's a, an assistant director. Assist, there was an assistant director. Yeah, yeah. Should have hired should, a better one. No, yeah, kidding. yeah. I should have done a lot of things. And so what I decided was I was not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> don't knock it till you try it, right? Well, right. And I tried it, and I was successful at it. But I learned that. And I've directed some other things as well. Yeah. In film. Yeah, yeah. I don't like directing. Mm. I've done it. Yeah. I don't like it. Somebody else can have that. Understandable. To each their own. To each their own. I I like producing. I love producing Mm. and I love acting. So think of me like Tina Fey. Okay. Oprah. Okay. They don't direct. They let Ava do that. They let, you know, other people do that. They they just create it and put themselves in it. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Yeah, that's easy. That's that's well, you know, that's you know, the, I what I like about producing yeah. is it because okay, so here I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you I'm a weirdo right now because I love spreadsheets. Okay. I love organizing. Well, you're a lawyer, that's why. Exactly. That part of my brain yeah, yeah. that didn't go away in those contracts and torts. And actually I worked part time at a law firm when I moved to LA. Okay. And I actually second chaired four trials. What does that mean, second chaired? Okay, so you know when you go to a trial, yeah, and you have your main lawyer and you have the second one right there. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, I go to court chair. a lot for work, so I should now I know that. Yeah, that's okay. second chair. That was me. Okay, like cool. Four of them. Oh, that's awesome. And we won. Yeah. And I enjoyed like doing the research and putting together the motions and filing the briefs. And, is that what the second chair does? Like does all that stuff? Yeah. And okay. the assistants do that as well. And just, you know, put together, basically putting together in a trial is whoever has, can tell the best story. Yeah. yeah. That's what is all the trials winner. are about. Yeah. And so it actually falls in line with acting, with yeah. producing, because it's all about storytelling. Yeah. So I enjoy putting the pieces together. Like I can take, you know, a big box of research and yeah. just, okay, well, this makes sense here. This makes sense here. And then I'm going to put that here. And okay, so if they say this and this will this, this is this. And just putting pieces together. Kind of that makes also, me happy. Too. Hmm? You're editing also as well, if you think about it. Really? Yeah, think about it. You're putting pieces together to tell a story. So you're editing. You know what? Never, Never thought, thought about that. Never thought about that. No, right? because I've been so averse to editing because yeah. I was forced to edit one time and it was like watching paint dry, grass grow, and ice melt at the same time. Ah. I wanted to scratch my eyeballs out. I hated editing. Yeah. And I think it's because I was being forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Not even like do it, but sit yeah. there and watch the process. Well, yeah, it's like a puzzle pieces yeah. though. That's, I, I mean, that's what you're doing as a second chair. I you're, wanted to go home. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, well too bad. You went and did four trials as a second chair editing. So, ah, I know. There All you right. go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Donahoe and Young LLP. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I I enjoy putting those pieces together and yeah. finding the right dynamic to tell the proper story, like mm-hmm. finding the locations, finding the right AD, finding the yeah. you know deciding on the right director, you know, getting the right writer yeah. to write it all. You know, there's a process, and you just because not everybody is suited for everything, yeah. so you have to put decide like okay, this would be a good match, this would not be a good yeah. match, this would, and so I like doing that. Now yeah. sometimes I get overridden. Mm-hmm. Because, especially for casting, I have this thing. I'm kind of like Adam Sandler. Okay. I want to cast my friends. Yeah. I just want to, like, play with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, make it easy. 
Well, A, sometimes our friends are not always the best suited for a particular role. True. And as if, unless you're the director, if you're not the director, yeah. um, I've actually been banned from casting my friends, let's just say. Wow. Because I'm not the one that has to direct them. And if they're not strong in certain areas or they're not actually suited for the role, then yeah. it makes the director's job that much harder which costs the production that much yeah. more money because it takes longer to do. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Not allowed yeah. to do that anymore. Also, I mean, <laughs> I would tell you, my, my personal opinion, I think casting the same people over and over again is a hindrance on someone's growth, too, as a filmmaker. Because if you it, because in a sense, like, you, here, this is my opinion. Again, because if you think about it, if I'm directing you, I've directed you so much time, there's only so many things I can learn from you. But then going to someone else, trying to cast someone else, not always using my friends. Okay, let me go back a little bit. You don't have to always use your friends, I feel like, personally, because if you do, you're gonna grow. your growth will stop, I think, because you're not learning new people's abilities, uh, strengthening those people's abilities, learning new ticks of other people as well. That's how I think. Okay. I mean, it's my opinion. Uh, right. Not, yeah. And you're entitled. Yeah. Everyone has opinions. Okay. Yeah. I, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. Because it's not, to me, you know, telling we're telling a story. Yeah. And it's getting the story, the message across to the audience, yeah. to the viewers. And if I know that these people can deliver this mm -hmm. message and that they have a relatability to the audience yeah. and the message about, um, like for example, Clarissa's gift, the yeah. message about bullying is going to get across and is being able to be as able to be told through this person. Yeah. Even though I just worked with this person on uh, bitter inheritance, yeah. I don't care. It's about because they're two totally different genres. Yeah. One is about bullying and it's for kids, and one is a horror, uh, well, a mystery thriller. Yeah. If the person can deliver, and they are a draw. Yeah. that people are going to watch, then, you know, let, let's let's keep it going. Okay. Let's keep it going. Right. And, I, you know, I respect that. And Adam Sandler has made billions yes, he has. with that same but formula. But he also has other people in his movies as well. Yeah, he does yeah, have as a leads. few. Yeah, so. He does, I'm, but he keeps yeah. it with well, Jen. I, I, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say um, it's always like the, it's like if you have a hand, okay, Adam Sandler has about himself, you know, Rob Schneider, let's say, um, and three other, four guys total, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to use always use them or I'm not always saying to use all four of them in every movie maybe subtract two here subtract yeah. two there so you can at least grow as someone yeah. that's that's what I'm saying I should, oh, yeah. I should re phrase that yeah yeah no totally that yeah. totally that you don't you know you don't just keep the same because yeah, yeah. then people will get like oh my gosh but, yeah, yeah. but exactly what you just said just reuse you know yeah. a couple here a couple there because you know if it if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah True. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, it works. It's a formula that works. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Scorsese has the same people in a lot of his movies, but at the mm -hmm. same time, he does have different people as well. Like, Ruffalo yeah. was in Shutter Island, even though DiCaprio was in it as well. You know, there's Wolf of Wall Street, Margaret Robbie's first acting. There so, you yeah. go. There you go. So it's just about... It, it's just about, like, the pick your right chess pieces. Exactly. that, And go. that is the producer's job, to pick your right chess pieces. And, and I love it so much. That's why I decided to go to school for okay. producing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that because, in LA? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, UCLA, uh, go Bruins. Right. Wait, wait, wait. But you're, aren't you a U, UVA? 
Yeah, UVA, go Cavaliers, wahoo wah, woohoo. But, but you also are, you can't have two teams. Yes, I can. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. They're my two teams. Listen, UVA is number five in the country, UCLA yeah. number four in the country. What? At this time, at this time, we don't, we, they Number could, four and they, number five? Hey, listen, you, you're up to you're up since like May ish, so you could be or June. I don't remember exactly. It will always be four and five in my heart. Okay, well, at least you have an East Coast team and a West Coast team. Then never mind. Exactly, but they're they're yeah. top ranked in academia, man. Yeah, and I wanted to learn from the best because yeah. you know having learned from on set. Mm-hmm. People don't always, as I said before, people don't always tell you everything. Yeah. So you know it's best to learn what you need to know the right mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. This is what you're serious about doing. Yeah. Then I don't care if it's a community college, just as long as it's not on YouTube. And and I only say disparagingly YouTube, then you can learn a lot of good things on YouTube, yeah. but you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know what's right and what's wrong. I agree you with you. You don't know. Because at the, same, at the yeah. end of the day, Dr. Kevorkian was still a doctor. He's a horrible doctor. Yeah. But he was still a doctor. That's true. So, you know, well, YouTube- he didn't pull the plug. He assisted in pulling the plug. The person pulled the plug. He just watched them do it. And okayed it. Yeah. I'm just saying. But he also made them sign a release, if I'm mistaken, too. So under sound will in mind. Okay. I'm just. I'm, but he's still a doctor. It's still a doctor. No, no, no right. <laughs> but it's a bad I'm, one. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you on the YouTube thing. I think there's too many people on YouTube who, who think they know everything. Right. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm, it's funny, I'm doing a podcast and putting it on YouTube also, and I'm, <laughs> like from people that like work in the industry and do the industry stuff, but people that are chasing their dreams of getting to that next level in the industry as well too. And you know, it's like, I see so many videos on in YouTube, just like how to light, how to do this, how to that. I'm like, like, you know what? I learned it, but also at the same time, I learned a lot from practice, like doing it in practice and not like watching people like, Oh, do this. Well, why don't you find out yourself to do it? Go practice. Cause that way someone does it that way is like different than how that person does it. And then it's like, well, what's the right way? Go find it yourself. Go, it's like do your own research, I guess. Right. And then there are certain ways to do it. Like there's backlight. Do yeah. you have overhead light? Yeah. There's camera angles, the plonge, a contraplonge. Yeah. You're not you're never gonna know these type of techniques unless you invest in yourself yeah. and go to I take it back to the murder. Just say in that yeah. murder trial, you want to work with someone who knows what they're doing. Exactly. You want to go to a dentist if you're going to pull your wisdom teeth. You're not going to go down to the nail salon yeah. and say, hey, I'm looking for a dentist. You want to go to somebody who is accredited and knows what they're going to do. Knows, and, and I'll even, like, I'll give students a chance. Yeah. Because you have to get real world practice yeah. at some point. But as long as you're learning the right way, then I'm all about it. My first question is, did you go to school? And yeah. if people say, no, I just picked it up, I decided, you know, I'm kind of really turned off because, you know, how do you know that that's the right way to do something? Yeah. Well, it's, don't. it's funny too, because like there's a handful of great people I've seen on YouTube as well. Like also like, this might sound, uh, you know, wishy-washy of me saying this too. Like, I just saw a video today from a guy who, I don't know if he went to school for a film or anything, but his his work is phenomenal. Okay. And I'm like, he's like, I just watched a lot of movies and I learned through that way through like movies. I'm like, okay. that's a great way of picking up stuff. Cause I have like, it is. yeah, I have a shit ton of movies. I feel like I learned a lot from movies as well. Mm-hmm. And even like, even college, it was more like theory and like not mm-hmm. really much practice. It was go out and do it yourself in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. You did like in my lighting class, yeah. I learned a lot of, you know, a lot of theory, yeah. but and this is the thing. I have no intention or desire ever to, to be a lighting yeah. designer, never going to, you know, and we had to make a little film call and I might film was, I call ant that something. Yeah. And I stepped on ants. 
Right. <laughs> I followed a trail of ants and ended up stepping on them. The story was the little ant was, yeah. you know, minding his business and he was doing this and doing that. And then my foot stepped on and ruined his whole life. So anyway, but I know. But yeah, it was, poor ant. I, I used know. to do that too as a child. <laughs> I made a movie called yeah. Ant That Something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, here's another question for you too is why UCLA over USC? Oh my gosh. Because George Lucas, I think, went to USC. There's okay. other good filmmakers that went to USC too, but I, Jim Morrison went to UCLA in the film okay. department. Okay, so really, there are really a couple of reasons. Okay, go ahead. Shoot them. <sighs> okay. So the first reason is because overall academia, mm-hmm. UVA, UCLA, the top ranking yeah. in school, it just flows. UVA and UCLA, UVA and UCLA. Okay. I like the way it flows. Even okay. though UVA, USC, UVA, UCLA is... Or USC, UVA... UCLA, UVA. Yeah, it could, it could work. It could oh. work. Um, honestly, this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> it's really going to sound terrible. And I'm just asking to not be judged. <laughs> no judgment here. This don't is no don't ju- judge me. This is a no judgment zone. Well, I thank you for that. Yeah. But, you know, this is, I could plead the fifth. Yeah. And okay. I could say I'm not yeah. going to discuss this. But I'm just going to keep it. I'm gonna, just going to keep it real. As you would say... Let's get comfy, let's, let's get real, get... But, but we're not on comfy chairs right now. <laughs> no. Let's get comfy, let's get real, and I don't have to unzip my boots. <laughs> but the real reason why I chose UCLA was because UCLA is um, Beverly Hills and Brentwood, mm. and USC is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an oasis. Yeah. But it's to get to the oasis. That's kind of like Seton Hall, I heard. Seton Hall's the same way. Seton Hall's in the East Orange of New Jersey. Uh-huh. And East Orange ain't the nicest place. No, that I I've lived been in to. East Orange yeah. one year. Yeah. And I was and, like, why? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's in East Orange, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It and is. And Seton Hall's in this beautiful campus. It's but like beautiful. then you go outside and you're like, oh, what the? Yeah. And I lived in New Jersey in East yeah. Orange for one year. And when I moved was when um, someone broke into my neighbor's apartment and came in through the wall. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. The wall. That, they, they went, some... broke through an empty apartment and. Uh, went through the dumbwaiter and broke in through the wall, and then they stole her underwear <laughs> and um, her VCR. And um, I said, I'm leaving now. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Coming in through the wall. Is yeah, that's, that's a little too coming. much. Yeah, a little that's bit a too first, much. first, I think. Yeah, that, that's East Orange. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, the West Orange is beautiful. It is. <laughs> it is. East Orange, not no. so much. No, I played football. I had to go to East Orange once for Pop Warner football, like, and they're and I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, that's why I went to. Yeah. I, okay. Very, like I said, it was just very, Hush. I like the campus. Yeah. Yes. The campus is really nice. The professors were great. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my research yeah. on, you know, the people, the guests that they had coming in and, you know, just a great curriculum. Yeah. And I, it was a good space and I felt comfortable and. Beverly Hills in yeah. Brentwood. You didn't feel like you're in East Orange, basically. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> or in wherever UC, USC is, I don't know exactly. It's like, uh, is it Glendale? No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, it's I'm by downtown. Okay, downtown it's, LA, it's, right? It's downtown. Yeah. Okay. We'll call it that. Which I went to this. I went last year to the Ritz at downtown LA. Oh yeah, the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, that, and I'm like, wow, this is really. Two different sides of the coin right mm-hmm. now. You walk outside and like right by the Staples Center, and you're like, ooh. Not so nice, but like you go inside of the rich and you're like, I feel safe. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's it's quite the dichotomy. Yeah, on this it's side crazy. You have, and on this side, you're like, wow. It's yeah, yeah. almost, you're like crazy town a yeah. little bit. Like, where am I? Why can, Why is this okay? And then my friend told me on the way home <laughs> the whole story about gangland, it, the history of gangs in uh, California, basically. Like the MS-13s and the MS-14s, the whole like, yeah, the whole thing. It was pretty fascinating. Oh. It was such a, it was such a, like, it was so much information that I can't remember at all. Because he just, it basically like the, like all the gangs in New York, I just called it gangland. Cause oh I was my like, God. it was just so incredible. He's like, yeah, over there, like this happens and over there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, so much information you gave me, Charles. So much information. But wow. I learned so much. Like you talk about the MS 13s and the 14s cause they don't like each other. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then the MS 14s are in like North California and the MS 13s obviously are in South California. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And like how the like the prison system a little bit and how crazy it is too. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, fascinating car ride for four hours back to uh, wow. Vegas. Wow. Wow, four hours. Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the whole four hours, but like a good portion of that was a nice history of gangs, which was really actually honestly fascinating to be really? honest. Yeah. Now, how did he learn so much about it? Uh, he, he is from, um, he's from California uh-huh. and he, I think, I don't want to say the wrong t- like area. Okay. But he, like that whole, um, not, maybe it was Hoover Street, or maybe I don't want to give away his history Hoover, too much. Rampart, maybe around that area, mm. Compton, something like that. So he knew, he knew things, he knows things. Mm-hmm. And Compton I haven't got him on the podcast yet. Yeah, why? Well, it's something like that. But when I get him on the podcast, we may have to revisit that a little bit. I think you should you know who you are. If you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> I think you should revisit that. Yeah. But Compton Watts, they're not by Hoover and Rampart. Oh, Hoover I don't and Rampart know. It's, downtown, there's so much, like, so yeah, much I know. information. L.A. is so big. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> I love L.A. So producing yes. in UCLA, Yes. that whole experience, mm-hmm. what else were you doing at that time, too? Were um, you doing roles? Were you doing uh, just the clerical work at the, is it clerical work at the legal firm? Uh, legal consulting. Legal consulting, sorry. Uh, Oh, <laughs> no, it's okay. So um, I was doing that on and off. I was doing plays. Um, I did a play in Mom- uh, Ma- Mammoth. 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 Okay. Mammoth. I did uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay, cool. And I played Calpurnia mm-hmm. and got rave reviews on that. That right. was fantastic. It was fantastic to get back on the boards yep. for that. And that was a month long run. Yeah. And that was that was that was really nice. They gave me a house to live in. Oh wow. I know. Is that in nice. Beverly Hills also? No, that was in Mammoth. Where was it? Mammoth Close is Mammoth? the ski town. That oh. was five hours away. Oh, okay. So I had to be there for California. Yeah, it was like five hours away. Yeah. And I had to be there for a month. So yeah. Holy you know, schmoly. Yeah. I mean they paid me well. When did man. you do your first film then? When did you do your first like own project of that nature? My or fr- or um what was that project that you sent that you didn't want to put in the reel? I did her reel, everyone. <laughs> what was that? For, uh, Jessica Sinclair's Thug Love, that one? Not Thug Love. It was the uh, one. Jessica Sinclair's Thug Love, because Thug Sorry. Love is terrible. <laughs> Thug Love's also a Bone Thugs and Harmony song. But, um, no. I love Bone Thugs. It was, it was, uh, we just talked, you mentioned it too. I just blanked down the name. Um, shoot, shoot, shoot. It was Clarissa's the, Gift. Not Clarissa's Gift. Journey. No. A Bitter Inheritance. Yes. Yes. That one for okay, $100. One. Yes. <laughs> okay, now what was the question again? What, when did you guys, what, was that first or was it Closer's Gift or was it Journey? No, Bitter Inheritance was first. Okay. And how that came about was I was acting in a play. Yeah. Um, in Mammoth? 
No, oh. in L.A. Okay. Um, I think it was called Grieving Widows. I forgot the name of it. I believe it was Grieving Widows. Okay. But it was written by Dr. Mildred Dumas. Yeah. And uh, we were on a break from rehearsal and in the ladies' room, and she said, you know what, you're a great little actress. And I was like, well, thank you so much. Yeah. And she said, you know, I'm going to have my first novel made into a film. And I said, wow, congratulations. She said, I think you'd be great as the lead. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And she said, but you know, if we might want Halle Berry to play the lead. So if she wants to have the, play the lead, then okay. you know, if the studios want her to do it, then I'm going to have to let her do it. And I was like, Understandable. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So oh, she said, but I'll let you know. And I said, okay, do that. Let yeah. me know. And so she said, I have a couple other things to finish up. And, uh, but I'll let you know, yeah, I'll get yeah. back to you. So a couple months later, she calls and said, so, okay, so I'm ready to do my novel now. And I said, okay, well, congratulations. She said, I'm ready to make it into a movie. I'm like, okay, well, you just do Did you that. Get Holly Berry? <laughs> right, that was my next question. But her next thing was, so, do you know how to make a movie? Right, I was like, what, what, what? Well, you are going producing school, so I mean, I wasn't then. I oh, wasn't. Oh, I didn't go. Oh, I, okay. I didn't start producing school till after I won a bunch of awards oh, already for so you producing it, and you. I just felt like you know this was t I was totally an actress. But gotcha. it's funny because okay. people kept telling me you are a producer, mm -hmm. you are a producer. And I was like, I am not. I'm an actress. Yeah. I'm an actress. I'm not yeah. a producer. I'm an actress. Knock it yeah. off. But people kept saying they <laughs> saw in me what I didn't see in myself. Yeah. So another tidbit: if a lot of people tell you you're something and they see yeah. something in you, believe them. Yeah. Because they yeah. might be onto something. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. A little insight from people. <laughs> so especially if there are a lot of them saying yeah. it in the industry saying it. Yeah. So, you know, she said, "Do you know how to make a movie?" I was like, "No." Do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you ask me? Like, right. <laughs> I know how to be in them. I yeah. don't know how to make them. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't know. And I was, and she's like 78 at the time. And I was Jeez like, Louise. Oh yeah, I know. And she's like, well, my dream is to get it on the big screen. And I was like, I mean, like, I know people. Yeah. I mean, I can ask for help. Yeah. Like, I, I guess we can make, oh, okay, great. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, let's get this done. And Did you so, read her novel, by the way, or no? I did. Okay. I did have to do that first and decide yeah. if I liked it and wanted to be involved with was it. Was the novel good? It was. Okay. Is it on it shelves on Amazon? Really it is. Okay. It is. It's called Bitter Bitter Inheritance. All right. Amazon.com. Amazon.com. There it is. <laughs> Hopefully it's on Prime, guys. You can get it next day. And there it is. Yeah. It's really a good story. Okay. It's a really good story. Yeah. And so I read it and I liked it and I was like, okay, well, I think, you know, I'm yeah. just going to use my UVA skills and, and well, first, what I'm not going to do is haul around a script to everybody in LA. That's yeah. what I'm not going to do. Yeah. We're in a digital age now. This was back in like 2011, 2012. Yeah. We're in a digital age. So what we need to do is make a short, like a trailer. This is before Sizzle Reel became yeah. popular. This is just what I was thinking that I was going to do. Um, we need to make something visual because I know, you know, people in general, they don't want to read stuff. Yeah. They'll watch a video all day, yeah. but reading something is too many things. So let's make a little video trailer of it to, to show people what it is that they'd be <laughs> investing in. Mm -hmm. And so that's, she said, okay, that's a great idea. So then I had to get a director, which was um, Angela Gibbs, fabulous directress. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we worked together and she made the uh, script for the sizzle reel. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being, I call it two minutes and 47 seconds of magic. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, it was yeah. quite, it was a four day shoot. Mm -hmm. um, it was my first producing experience and okay. it was quite the learning experience. Um, I was able to pull that off with with such names as um, Marla Gibbs, 
played a role in it. Patrika mm-hmm. Darbo, who was on uh, Days of Our Lives, so Barbara, yeah. she's Nancy on Days of Our Lives. Um, the music was done by Grammy winner Howard Hewitt. Mm-hmm. He was it, actually he was going to do the music in the whole project, but he decided. I asked him if he could play the role of um, one of the main characters just for the trailer. Yeah. Because check this out. So okay, well, let me go back. So we have my, comedian Michael Collier yeah. was in it. Um, Kathleen Bradley. She was. You said you're watching Price Is Right. Yeah. Well, she was the first Price Is Right model. Oh, okay. The first African American Price Is Right model, and she would play Miss Parker in the movie oh. Friday. Oh, okay. Kathleen, she's yeah. in it. <coughs> Excuse me. It's okay. Stoney Jackson mm-hmm. um, from The White Shadow, and I don't know why this is happening. Excuse me, Stoney Jackson from mm-hmm. White Shadow, and. Um, you know, just a lot of my friends, yeah. um, Heather, um, Heather Michaels was in it, you know, and this is again, just me asking my friends, Hey, do you want to be in this project? Yeah. And they're like, sure. Yeah. Because they know that because I have a reputation of, of, and this is another thing. Yeah. You, your reputation follows you. Yeah, it does. People will respect you if you have a good reputation and if you're known for having integrity and decency and respect for other people. That's very, very important. Yeah. So these name people that, you know, they have other things to do. You know, they saw this as a passion project. You know, yeah. I just wanted to help this dear, sweet, you know, Dr. Dumas get this on the screen. And yeah. she didn't have, she had barely a tiny, a teeny tiny budget, a barely a thing. So I said, you know what, I'm going to see what I can do. So, you know, these are name actors. They cost money, but they did it just because, because of my integrity and because that they, they, they saw how much passionate I was about it. And yeah. again, they knew that it was going to actually do something. So we made it happen. And interestingly enough, so I was going to, as we were going to shoot, like I said, it was a four-day shoot. As yeah. we were going to shoot, um, I had a couple of friends who I had said, you know, that weren't names, just regular people. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you want to, um, you know, read for this role? Do you want to play the role of, you know, we're going to have a table read. Do you want to read for the role? Oh, well, I don't know if I can, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be, I, one one guy said, you know, I'm going to, I might have auditions that day. Yeah. I might, I might. That's have a key word. auditions that day. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, I can't commit to filming this trailer. There's an audition for you. It's a trailer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Okay. Done deal. Got a trick for you. So then I just asked one of my celebrity friends, hey, you know, you want to do this? Oh, yeah, not a problem. And I'm like, you know what? This is what this is what real friends are about. Yeah. You know, if they see you have a need to, for something, then they'll step in and they'll do it. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. You're a good friend. You've yeah. done a lot of stuff for me. Yes. And that's that's what real friends are. And, and it's a reciprocal. You know, when, when you call me and you need something, I'm here. When they call me and need something, I'm there. It's yeah. not a, oh, I think I might be busy. I yeah. think I'm not. No, that's not what it, what's it about. And mm. so actually when I showed it to those couple of people, they were like, Wow, I was like, yeah, that could have been your role, but you might have a you. You were busy. You, you were gonna be busy yeah. that day, so you can do that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was gonna be like that. Well, you know what? That's called faith. Yep. You have faith in people. Yeah, you do. These people have faith in me. You don't have faith in me. Guess what? We're not anymore. Friends. Ooh. No more friends. Not at MySpace top eight. How about that? <laughs> nope. 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 So. That's how that happened, and just gotcha. asking a lot of yeah. favors, like the law. The um, if you go to see, but if you watch the trailer, Bitter yeah. Inheritance, um, the office that takes place that was in the law firm. Oh, okay, 
So you used locations that you had already. Yeah, right. the house that we were, did all the stuff in, that was my attorney's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and his so I love music did, did house. Your producer, uh, did your attorney become a producer then? No, oh. he did not. He was just like... As in like, hey, like, I'm a little producer, Craig. Give me a... You know what? He didn't know to ask, and I didn't oh. know to tell him, because oh. I didn't know. Oh, well. So, And the funny thing is that actually there are no credits on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Again, oh, hey, you didn't I didn't know. know. I also, the trailer, I feel like you don't really need credits you that really much. You really don't. Really so did don't. you ever, did you guys get the funding to do that movie as a They're whole? still working on the funding. Still working. Still is, she, working is she still alive? Not, yes, that, okay. she is. For and her. she's reminding me that she's going to be 87 this year. God bless her. And she really wants to see this on the screen. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to need you to live. Yeah. Because... You cannot keep threatening me with death. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that I can do. I'm not going to compromise myself. Yeah. I'm not going to compromise my morals and principles to get the project done. Now, unfortunately, that's how a lot of projects get done in, Hel- yeah. in L.A., in Hollywood. It happens. And I've been approached by what, that. What are you trying to, like, what are the morals and principles that you would, you would uh, give up, I guess, in that regard, if I may ask? None. None? Zero. Oh. My philosophy... I will never get a project or a job on my hands and knees, oh, I mean, on my back okay, or through my mean. nose. Okay. I'm not doing it. Okay, that's what you meant. I, yeah. I'm sorry. When you meant moral, I thought you meant like giving up like a steak of something or no. doing something. Okay. My body is oh. not. I, mean, I wasn't saying anything about yeah. your body. Yeah, I was no, saying, no. I was saying like. But that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I was like, wait, would you, like, what would you give up? Like, what was it? Okay. So I was wondering. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Right. No, that, that's, but that's it. But a lot yeah. of people do that. Yeah. They will use sex for, you know, to get yeah. funding. They'll, they'll lead people on. They'll do yeah. I'm not that person. Yeah. And that's why these people have faith in me and they continue to work with me. And they said, and I've shared with them some yeah. of the horror stories. And they're like, okay, you know, we'll wait. We yeah. will wait. It's, it's fine. Just isn't because we know it's going to be done the right way. When's her birthday? Her, uh, February. Okay. So happy belated birthday. My birthday? No, her. Oh, her. Her birthday. Uh, oh, yeah, February 18th. Well, happy belated birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, young lady. Yeah. Hopefully by then we will have funding because yes. right now I'm in talks okay. with some people about nice. it. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, prayers up. But, you know, it, it's people, I've run into so many people who say that they want to and want yeah. to and want to. And I was on, um, I was on a talk show um, on a panel and I was talking about it and someone actually called into the show yeah. and said, oh, I want to invest in that project. I want to invest in that film. Yeah. I met with them, and we looked at a couple of locations downtown, and everything was fine. And mm-hmm. okay, well, this is the schedule. This is you know the budget for the film. This yeah. is the schedule. We'll do it in three tiers: pre-production, production, post-production. This is how it go. Disappeared. Came time to write the check. Disappeared. Wow. Or there was this one individual who decided that um, he was going to. He wanted to invest in it. He heard we were doing some promotion for it on the radio. And um, we had a conference call with everyone, and he was all aboard. And yeah. then he sent me an, a Facebook message and said, I want to solidify this deal for a, on a cruise to Puerto Rico. Mm. I was like, um, your wife's not going to like that. No. I'm not going to like that. That's not going to happen. If you can just send me to Puerto Delete. Rico, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> Right. Me to Puerto Rico yeah. and think about it. We're good. But yeah. you're going and what you, for a week in Puerto yeah. Rico. We're not going for a minute. Okay, we're, this is... Delete. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah, no, no, no. And just the fact that, I mean, we had got, everyone's gotten excited about yeah. it. We talked about the budget. We talked about the shooting schedule. It was a whole conference call, like I said, yeah. with the writer and with yeah. the director and like everybody. And it came down to he wanted me. Yeah. Never going to happen. Or, or I had a, someone um, tell me, it was, oh, I'm going to introduce you to this this uh, big shot attorney in uh, Miami. He yeah. has two private jets and he has all this money and he will do it and blah, blah, blah. So he text message introduced us, and this gentleman said, hey, can you send me a picture of you? Right. Wow. Okay. I sent my headshot. 
Yeah. And I said, I'm executive director of Bitter Inheritance. I put a few, you know, a few credits yeah. on there. Like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll take yeah. this is what I, my headshot. Everybody yeah. sees that. So then um, he started talking a little bit crazy. Interesting. Yeah. And so then I said, delete. So I was talking crazy to, too. Like, sorry to cut you off, but it was kind of crazy. A friend, you said a friend introduced well, you. Well, co- not a even co- a good friend, just this confidant. guy named Charles. Oh, okay. And I was met him at one of these events, and yeah. we were talking about it, and and talking about bitter inheritance in the project. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I know someone." So I didn't know him, know him. Gotcha. Um, but he, and so what was interesting is I was talking to a friend of mine, Crystal, who was about to come into some funding, yeah. and she wanted to invest in the movie. And so we were sitting at Magic Fridays in L.A. And we were sitting across from each other. And I was sitting here and she's sitting there. And we're just in lunch. And I was telling her um, about this person who was like, send me the picture. And this and that. And I'm like, what? And she's like, no, you don't need to do that. I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. All of a sudden, Charles walks by. Yeah, oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And the restroom is like down there. He walks by. And I'm like, Crystal, I think I just saw... I'm talking about and she's like are yeah. you sure and I was like I think so so he comes back from, and it yeah. was it was him yeah he's like oh hey Melina yeah good to see you so did you ever get in touch with my friend there did yeah. you ever did you ever talk to him did you ever and I was like yeah not gonna work out he's like and this is what he did and I'm not even exaggerating well you know you gotta and now mind you this man is he was about 60 something he's yeah. about 300 pounds almost well, you know, if you want to get you, if you want to get your project done in Hollywood, you know, you gotta work that thing and work that thing. Yes, <laughs> he stood in Magic Fridays, worked that thing, and gyrated his hips. Wow! To work that thing, work that thing. <laughs> and I was just like, I think you go blind after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not working anything. The only thing I'm working is my brain. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. And Crystal was just like. She couldn't even believe that this was happening. <laughs> Magic Friday standing in the aisle. Like, I, I, you couldn't have made it up. It's, no, you can't. I, I just was like, oh my gosh. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. Well, then you just won't get it done because oh, that's that what thing. you have to do. Yeah, you got to work that thing. Work that thing. Get out of here. Scram. Scram, dude. Thing not working. How about that? This thing working. Therefore, yeah, negative. Gotcha. Knock it off. So, bitter hands are still looking at the moment. Yeah. At least recording this podcast, you're still looking for the financials. Still looking. not working that thing though. Not working that thing. Good no, for we, you. Well, I refuse to work yeah, that who thing. Wants to work that thing. It's not too, doing too, it. Too much. Too much to do. Not exactly. Yeah. Either you want to invest in this wonderful project that yeah. already has distribution. I already know the people at AMC movie yeah. theaters. Then she's already said she looked at the trailer, loved it, and said, like, "Once it gets done, we'll put it in the theater. Yeah, not a problem. Just got- has to be done." I've, li- I've talked to people at Lifetime Television. Yeah. We love it. Once it gets done, we'll put it on Lifetime. I've spoken to people at BET. Yeah. We love, love it. it. Just all you got to do, and they've even made me an offer for yeah. uh, two hundred for six. So six months, like, like that's the lingo. Yeah. But I mean, I. The distribution is in place. The it, recoupment of the money is crazy. in place. Like it's no one just, has like, like you know they have the distribution, but you like they're not giving you the financials for the the production, which is crazy because it's like, it's you have you have the end game exactly. You here's the, have, here's how you yeah. get your money back, and here's how you get your interest. Yeah. Like, okay, just but I just need to be I need to be the right people. Yeah. Need to meet the right people yeah, yeah. in order to get not the people who. Pretend like the people at church. Like I went to her church one time, yeah. and a couple. Oh yeah, we want to invest in it. Oh yeah, we can do this. And yeah, call them up. Okay, so you ready to do this? Well, you know, no, blah, blah, tr- blah 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 blah. No. 
Or the accountant who yeah. we wasted literally six months wooing and talking to. Yeah. And she was all, she was so busy. She was interested in it in November. Yeah. And then she couldn't do it. And then she sent me a bunch of questions. Then I asked her a bunch of questions. Yeah. Okay, so what is your distribution plan for it? If she wanted to be all involved in it, okay, so do you see a wide, do you see wide release? Do you see platform release? Yeah. Do you see, like, you know, again, the lingo. Yeah. How do you see this? She didn't respond back to me until February. Oh, wow. Then February, she's like, oh, I've been so busy. I've been in New York and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm still interested in it. So um, maybe we can meet in March and we can meet in, she wanted all of us to meet. Well, she was already here. She was in Vegas in um and so I met yeah. her in Vegas, and she and her boyfriend, and we had a great conversation, and everything was all go. And then she was going to meet um, the writer yeah. and somebody else. And she wanted, again, all of us to have this meeting, but I was first. We were all on board. She met with them the next day. I was supposed to be on a conference call. First of all, I never got a call about the conference call. Oh, shit. They were supposed to call me. I was waiting, waiting, waiting. They never called. And so then I called, and no answer, no answer. So then finally, uh, Dr. Dumas answers, and I'm like, what happened? She said, oh, we had the meeting early. And I'm like, well, I've been sitting here waiting. Yeah. I, you could have called me early. Like, how come no one invited me into the thing? Never heard from her again. Wow. Right. I was like, what did you guys say? Like, yeah. what, what? And now when I left her, she was like, as long as you are producing it and you're in charge of this, I feel comfortable. Yeah. I feel comfortable. The challenge is... Well, I don't, again, I don't know what happened. People feel comfortable with people that they know, know what they're doing. Yeah. Even if they don't have a ton of experience, if you have gone to school and you learn and you know how to do the right thing and you go to an accredited, not in the University of YouTube, but you've gone to an accredited university and know the process to do it, people yeah. have a comfort level with that versus if you just say, oh, this is what I want to do mm -hmm. and I'm just going to give it a go. You know, people are very, you know, cautious yeah. with their money. So I, I can't, I can honestly say, I don't know what happened yeah. in between why everything was fine and then it wasn't. And then she didn't return any of my couple of phone calls. And, and she and moved the like, meeting earlier without your knowledge. Yeah, and, yes. they moved it earlier, didn't invite me in. So I have no insight. But this was six months wasted. Yeah, that is a waste of six months. Yeah. You could be doing, you could be focusing on someone else. Exactly. Or the, like I said, the guy that called in yeah. for the, saw the, and wanted, saw the trailer and everything was like, she oh, want yeah. you yeah. to work that thing. <laughs> Thing will not be worked <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, not be worked for that. So bitter inheritance, and then when did you Clarissa, Clarissa's gift? Was that next or journey? Clarissa's gift was next. Okay. Yeah, Clarissa's gift. That was we did that for the one sixty eight film festival. Okay. And that was actually a love project for just to raise money for my church. Yeah. And the one sixty eight festival is basically you have to do this film in one hundred sixty eight hours, which is one week. Yeah. So it has to be written, cast. Acted, edited, and uploaded. Wow. Right, in 168 hours. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. And it was a story about bullying, mm -hmm. and, but bullying from the adult perspective. And it's the, basically how kids don't come out of the womb bullying. That's yeah. learned behavior from the adults around them. Makes sense. So I wanted to send that message. And that was actually the idea of the star of the movie, who was 13 years old at mm -hmm. the time. And I asked her, well, what do you think? She said, it should definitely be about bullying. Yeah. So we have two parents, two sets of parents. One set of parents, they are verbally and physically abusive. Yeah. The other set is mentally and emotionally abusive. And so it's how these two, these patterns of abuse manifest wow. in the children yeah, yeah, yeah. and how they take it out in different ways on each other on the playground. Makes sense. 
So it's yeah. just a message about, you know, hey, you know, adults, you have to be careful of how of your interaction with your children and with each other yeah. because kids are sponges and they're looking and they're learning yeah. and they're copying. And so, you know, it's a great little movie that almost didn't happen. Yeah. That's a little nightmare of a story, but it almost didn't happen. But it did. I was quitting two days before shooting. Oh, I was wow. done. I was not because so many things happened. I was like, you know what? I'm not getting paid for this. Nobody yeah. like this is a total love project. There's barely any budget. Yeah. We're just doing this out of the kindness. I don't need this headache. And then um, the star's mother said, Melina, please, this is bigger. This yeah. is bigger than you. This is bigger. And I'm like, but I'm the one that has to do it. And, yeah. you know, everyone is is making my life miserable right now. And I just, I can't. Yeah. She's like, please, please, I feel that there's something more. Please just, please sleep on it, pray on it, eat some food. Yeah. <laughs> just Stop being hangry. Right, exactly. I was hangry. I was yeah. hangry. Oh, I was hot. Oh, I was hot. <laughs> People hung up on yeah. me. I was like, what? I don't have to put up with this. People act played crazy. Like they didn't know was yeah. gonna, the location was going to be at their house. That they didn't know they were going to be oh, in it. Bullshit. They changed their mind. Oh, like, bullshit. how are you changing your mind two days before shoot? Like oh. we talked about this since February, and it's May, and you're like playing like really. This is what I'm done. I'm yeah. not doing this. Please, please, please. And so I did, and I prayed on it, and I thought about it, and I said, okay, I will continue on. And this mm -hmm. is this movie has gone on to win several awards. Yeah. It was shown at the Goa Film Festival in India. It oh. went to the... Um, Internationally won, too. Yeah, it oh. went to Cannes. It went to the Cannes Film Market. Oh, wow. Yeah, we yeah. were invited to Cannes to go to go to Cannes awesome. behind it. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, we won the Las Vegas Black Film Festival. Yeah. Got five nominations, oh, wow. won one of them. Yeah. Um, the uh, Soul for Real Festival won Audience Choice. Yeah. Screened at... Uh, I mean, so it's won... like. International, like it, this movie that almost didn't happen has Happened, impacted yeah. so many people's lives. And even actually last year, someone told me that they saw my movie in Washington, D.C. at a film festival. Oh, wow. Like it was being played in an outdoor thing. And I'm like, no um, one told me. Yeah. Uh, royalties. Like, yeah. hello, what, what, what is going on there? Like, yeah. you can't just show my movie and not tell me about it. That's illegal. Yeah, it is illegal. <laughs> but the fact that people thought so highly of it that they wanted to include it in the programming. And actually it is in the programming for um, this a church for uh, their summer program. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's in their curriculum. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, and it's because of the message, because it is, it's a Christian film. The 168 yeah. Festival is a, is a Christian film. So our, um, our theme was the gift given in secret pacifies, no, the gift given in secret, hmm, the gift given in secret. Yeah, the gift given in secret uh, can pacifies yeah, yeah, great yeah, yeah. wrath or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. Ah, okay. Yeah, something like that. You know who should pick that up? Hmm. That one network. The Win. Yeah, the Win Network. And you know what? And we spoke about that because I met him actually at the yeah. AFM last oh, okay. year. And we were supposed, he was supposed to be doing that uh, third quarter last year. Yeah. Again. Never happened. Nope. Eh, that's a different story for a different time. Yeah. And then, so you said, now, if I remember correctly, because we've been talking about so much and so many things happened in your life. I know, you it's said, so crazy. Yeah. You said basically you went to producing class after you won awards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Was this the time that happened where 
Producing last time, producing store, uh, UCLA time. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Because I figured, you know, I'm already winning awards. I'm yeah. doing it, and I'm doing obviously a pretty good yeah. job at it. Let me know the exact proper way to do everything. Yeah. I want to learn about lighting. I'll never do it, but yeah. so I can have Unless an intelligent know, yeah. conversation with the lighting designer about, yeah. okay, I want this kind of angle. Let me know how to go to editing. You know, yeah. I can't stand editing, and but Which I went you, to. Funnily enough, didn't I know? Still, I know. Yeah. But I, you know, I had to go to three. I had to go to Photocam and yeah. three editing shops and a post-production facility, um, you know, all of that in LA and just learn the process yeah. so that I can have intelligent conversations. Yes. And when, you know, people, I'm negotiating rates and, and wanting to know, yeah. you know, the strengths and all of that, I can have intelligent conversation. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So it was, you know, line producing uh, class was mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. You know, and in addition to learning the skills myself, you also make really good connections. Yeah, definitely. To learn. So I know like an awesome line producer, Dewan yeah. Fox, he was my professor at UCLA for line producing. And mm -hmm. he was amazing. So my teacher at, um, and my uh, documentary teacher, you know, these are people who I will remember. And, you know, when projects come up, mm -hmm. you know, things arise, yeah, yeah. if there's an opportunity, you know, I'll reach out to them. Yeah. And, and, you know, see if they want to be involved or even like my, um, development class yeah. uh, teachers, that was an online portion, you know, and when I was doing my final, which was journey, I reached out to them for mm -hmm. insight. Okay. And even though I'd finished with my class with them, you know, this was for my directing class. Yeah. As we know, I didn't like, but I had to direct a project yeah. and that was Journey. So, you know, I reached out to them for insight and, yeah. and it's all about, you know, connections. It's not who you know, it's who knows you yeah. and who respects you. And if you conduct yourself with dignity and respect, yes. then, you know, you'll, you'll get really, really far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Journey. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that real quick. Your directing debut, produce and producing. Well, it wasn't my directing debut. Okay. I directed a couple. Remember, I directed Ant That's Something. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, your final directing debut of UCLA, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, thesis, that, I guess. Is that correct? Say that again? Is there a thesis? It, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, was, um, it was interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting thing. Um, I, I could have some stories about that, but yeah. I won't. Okay. Um, sex misogyny mm -hmm. was there. Um, there was a bit of misogyny, which I took great umbrage with. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, my co-producer was able to step in and handle that. And he was a male as well. Um, so, you know, it was even, okay. Okay. So if you're just going to drag it out of me. <laughs> hey, I said you can plead the fifth. There's, there are pleading the fifth moments if you need to. You don't have to, you don't have to no. go into it if you don't want to. No, it's fine. It was the challenge became where he saw me as a woman. This was a gentleman who was referred to me from a dear friend of mine. And she was saying, oh, my uncle, he, and this is not disparaging to any, yeah. but he, he does the news. And so he's a camera person for the news. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give anybody a shot, you know. And there was a budget for it, yeah, which yeah. I had saved for, you know, preparing and doing all of that. And so I spoke with him and asked him if he wanted he wanted to um, shoot this project. Yeah. And so he said, yeah, yep. Yeah. He gave me his rate. And I said, well, this is the budget. And everything worked out. And the challenge was, okay, so shooting a movie is different from the news, oh, yeah, which definitely. is different from a TV show, which yeah. is different from, they're all different genres. And so he didn't have experience shooting a film. Yeah. He only had shooting experience shooting the news. news. And so in my trying to, and I had storyboards, I had the script, I yeah. had everything laid out because I had to because of school and I had everything laid out and um, he didn't quite, 
he didn't re- he did not give me the respect even though I'm the one giving out the cash. Yeah. He and he did not give me the respect. He was an older gentleman. Yeah. And he was one of those that thought he knew everything, mm-hmm. even though he didn't, because he'd never even done anything in yeah. film. It was all about the news. He thought he knew everything about everything. And he really didn't he didn't want to listen to me. And yeah. he was starting to get um, a little bit disparaging, a little bit condescending. Did you get another camera person because of that? Or Oh, I couldn't at that point. Oh, it was like stuck. two days. I was oh. I was stuck. Um and so, but fortunately my co-producer stepped in and um that's good. Made it known that dude knock it off. Yeah. She's the boss. Well, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you do that. How long did you stay in LA before you came to Vegas? Ooh. So I was in LA. I've been in LA, and by the time this airs, I'll be back in LA. LA. Um, so I never really left LA. Okay. And now that it's okay to air my secret. Nobody actually knew that I left LA. Oh wow. So if you look on my Instagram or yeah. look on my Facebook or Twitter or anything, you'd never know that I ever left LA. Let me ask you ever. this. This is kind of like Because a, I I always maintain a residence yeah. in LA and I go back and forth. So I still have my agent. Yeah. I still have all of my connections. Like a lot of people yeah. never knew that I left. It's it's funny because let me I mean I'm kind of skipping ahead right now with this question cuz I'm I'm trying to get down to this question too is I have a friend who was on this podcast a couple weeks ago, Dan Worthington. Uh, and he said he doesn't tell anyone he's from uh, Vegas, and he does a lot of the extra roles in like uh, Seal Team, Seal Team, or SWAT, a bunch mm-hmm. of those shows. Mm-hmm. And like the person goes, "If I knew you were from Vegas, I would never hire you." And I'm like, "What is the stigma of Vegas actors?" Oh gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I can. There's a whole bunch of theories and a whole bunch of like thoughts that I have, personal opinions and stories I heard from other people about Vegas actors, but still, like. It's crazy that they have a stigma yeah. where it's like, if you're from Vegas, I'm not going to hire you basically right. in LA. Like, do you, why is that? Do you know that? Do you have an answer? I do. Okay, go ahead. Um, because the Vegas actors are not as trained. Yeah. That it's not a profession in Vegas. Yeah. It's not an industry. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a hobby. Yeah, you know what? So, yeah, yeah. So you don't have the the strenuous, okay, I'm going to take these classes. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, even go work on this project, work on that project. You don't you don't get the opportunity to learn the skills yeah. um, in a classroom setting and you don't get the opportunity to learn the skills on a set in a yeah. real world setting. So there's just literally like a hobby. Yeah. So they're not professionals. And so with the thing is that when you're on a set, yeah. you know, that set is money. Yeah. As a producer, I watch that clock and I'm watching those dollars. So I do not have time to coach, teach, and train people who are not prepared, who don't take it seriously, who think it's, oh, it's just winning games. I'll just show up when I feel like yeah. it. I'll just, you know, I don't I don't have to learn my lines. Yeah. You know, I don't know. What do you mean hit my mark? What do you mean back yeah. to one? Like, no time for that. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of Vegas actors, uh, they, this, this is the challenge. Yeah. And I would say that's a good 80% of Vegas actors that you're probably talking about. A good ten, Or even 80 to 90, probably a good 10 to 20 actually are good with their cra- work on their craft, study their craft, and all are very like passionate about getting into acting. And where here. do they go to work on it? They go to LA. LA. Or, they exactly. want, or they want to move to LA, get to LA one day, but they mm-hmm. do go to LA back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just the challenge is here in Las Vegas. Yeah. You the industry is not here. You either Donnie and Marie or Paula Abdul yeah. or Mariah Carey or Celine Dion. Yeah. Or you're an impersonator. Yeah. There is no happy place. There's no in between. Yeah. And I've looked in between my going back and forth yeah. to LA. You know, I, I tried to give it a go and yeah. see, well, where's the entertainment? Where's the industry? And you can even tell, even on the local commercials here. It's I, not the best. 
Also, I don't, like, I, don't like, I don't like some of the local commercials. Paul Powell. Oh, well, that's Paul Powell. That Paul pa- I'm Paul Powell. I, I hear that all the time in my headphones from work. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. say that. But uh, well, still, it's a terrible commercial, it's, to be honest. It's, they're horrible. And a lot of them are awful. But it's not just the acting. It's like, well, I mean, the lawyers in the lawyer commercials, they want to show face. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's also... The people directing the yeah. commercials, maybe too. Like, you know, they're not. They don't well, know what they're doing. Well, the production value actually, is terrible. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. Let's continue on your story. I just kind of pre- pre- briefly prefaced kind of what we'll talk about in a second or two when we get there. But when did you get to Vegas? We're going back to that real quick. Okay. When? Yeah. Or how, when did you get to, how long before you went to Vegas when you were, what did I just say? Was how long were you in LA before you went to Vegas after? Or when did you get to Vegas? Yeah, when did you get to Vegas? We'll just leave it at that. And when did I get to Vegas? Yeah. Uh, 2017, the middle okay. of 2017. So, you know, but again, I never, yeah. I never all the way left. Yeah. Like, I still have an address yeah. in L.A. Actually, That's I have a couple of yeah. places in L.A. So, you know, it was, I, I never really fully, like, literally... My, I guess I can say it now. My yeah. insurance <laughs> still in LA. <laughs> my registration, my yeah. license. Like even when I needed to renew my license, yeah, I drove my happy back, hips yeah. to LA. If you're going back and forth, I exactly. feel like that's fine. Yeah. It was a ninety day rule or something like that. So if you go every ninety days before you get the register or whatever it is, yeah, good. So oh, I was way under. Like sometimes Don't I'd go. I, I, there was one time where <laughs> what'd you say? Plead the fifth. <laughs> right, plead the fifth. There was. I know there was one time where I was leaving LA. Yeah. I finished an audition and my agent called and said, "You have an audition tomorrow." And so I had to find a turnaround on the fifteenth. Oh my gosh! And turn around That's and tough, go back. There's no turnarounds on the fifteenth. Exactly. Or the time where I had just gotten in. It was yeah. like two in the afternoon because I left in the morning. I'd gotten in. And I was about to go to the gym. Yeah. And my agent calls and said, like, and I was at the gym and yeah. it was like 3.15. Oh, you have an audition tomorrow. <laughs> I just got, I've been here an hour and, f- okay. Yeah. No Put sleep. Gas in the car, yeah. turn right back around yeah. and go there. So, you know, it's, it's the, it's the risk that you take yeah. when you, you know, are a working actress yeah. in LA and you decide to take a chance to go to Vegas. What was the chance to take to Vegas? Well, of, of that stuff happening. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's a lot of wear and tear on yeah. your car, a lot of wear and tear on your body. Um, you know, it's... It's a lot of wear and tear. It's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. It's a lot more work. You know, that four hours, that's eight hours yeah. of, of other stuff you could be doing. Yeah. Whether in class or, you know, working on your craft or in the gym, working on your body or, you know, just doing other stuff. Well, that's also eight hours of you having thoughts in your mind of like what you want to do, too. So exactly. It's also a lot of thinking. Yeah, a lot of thinking. A lot of praying, a lot of phone calls yeah. making. Yeah. You a lot know, of podcasting you, listening exactly. to. Exactly. Like this one. Hey, like this one. <laughs> this one's the best. You're just saying that. Well, no, I really do like this. This is, this is I'm just, I'm, I really do like your questions. Yeah. And, you know, as a fellow talk show host person, yeah. you know, I, I have respect for it. Thank you. And your Thank questions you. are well thought out. And I, Actually, this is all like off the dome. Oh, wow. Yeah. See there. I just listen. That's all I want to do is listen to your stories and like, and I figure out what to ask you. Wow. That, yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you. I didn't do that. <laughs> I had no cards. You <laughs> know, I just kind of, I'm like, let me just, I, I'm like, I'd rather hear your stuff because if I think of things, I'm like, I don't want to like say the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I also don't want to like say it at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just listen to them and like hear what they have to say and then kind of go back if I have to or mm-hmm. like kind of cut you off if I need to or something like that. So I try to like listen and like, oh, okay, this is what I got to ask. Yeah. So well, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Improv yeah, also. Hey. I, I'm improving in the sense of like, I'm also kind of, Rethinking of a question mm-hmm. too, so 
Secrets of the podcast. Secrets of the podcast. <laughs> so in Vegas, what did you do like entertainment wise? Oh boy. Um, not much. Yeah. Just uh just my talk show. Yeah. Tried to get that going. Um and that, you know, it's still out there. Yeah. And just looking for a good distribution partner for yeah. it. Um, you know, worked on a couple of short films. Mm-hmm. Um, one it was uh Fun the Imechi way. Okay. It's a super cute three-minute yeah. short film. It is absolutely adorable. Is that like a? Is that supposed to be like a documentary for like PBS or something like that? A TV show or is it supposed to be just a uh, a short film? That's just a short film. Okay, because it seems like a, a a show you'd have on PBS or something like that. Or, well, that's kind of what it, it's intended to be, and yeah. it's basically this eight-year-old little boy having fun his way, and guess where? In California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In LA. Yeah. And so it's a day in his life. Now, yeah. the, his grandmother wanted to document something. She just wanted to have something fun for him yeah. to have. And he wants to put it on YouTube. Yeah. I refuse to let him put it on YouTube. He wants his movie so it can go viral. Yeah. Explaining to somebody eight years old that you have to have people to watch it to make it go viral, yeah. he's not interested in hearing any of that. So as the producer and the controlling person of it, yeah. I'm like, it's not going there. We've sent it to a couple of film festivals yeah. so far, and one of them has accepted it. Yeah. So, you know... It's about getting him the exposure because he really is a really handsome little boy, yeah. and he could actually have a career in the industry, yeah. if that's what he wants to do. So this was about just showing him, you know, them spending time together, mm-hmm. and you know, she's seventy eight, and um, you know, it was just really a fun time. I can and actually hear his voice in my head because I, I oh, watched the right. video. So I'm like, Hi, I'm Rachie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to grandma's house. Like, yeah. I was like oh, this guy's so cute. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. He really does. We're going to have fun my way. And we went to the Santa Monica Pier, yep. and he had never been to the beach before. Wow, that's the first. So yeah, the, he'd never been to the pier. Of course, wow, he'd been to yeah. you know, carnivals and things. Yeah. He'd never been to the, he never had sand in his toes. You should go to New water. Jersey. New Jersey's boardwalk, so he'll enjoy that so much more. Highly recommend if you're ever in Jersey, Wildwood. Oh, you know what? I lived in Jersey. Yeah, you should have went to Wildwood. Two hours away, I think, if I'm mistaken. But it's like a by Atlantic City, past I think past Atlantic City. Oh no, I stopped at Atlantic City. Oh yeah, if you go Wildwood, oh my Wildwood has a um, a mile boardwalk, hmm. has three piers, hmm. a shit ton of arcade games. No way. I I am not lying about this. I love Wildwood. I went there every year as a child, like for 14 years straight with my parents and family. Would go every year. You know what? His grandmother, she and I were just talking the other day, and she really wants to go to New York. Yeah. Well, wait till next year to go in the summer, like towards the end of summer, beginning of summer, end of summer. Tell her to go to Wildwood in New Jersey. She'll love it. I will. Yeah. I will. If she wants to take him. If she wants to take him. him. Yeah. Well, even if she doesn't want to take him, it's a nice beach. It's like, like well, the worst part about it is literally like the beach feels like a mile away because like you start with the sand and you're like, on this hot sand, and you're just walking to the beach because you gotta just go there. <laughs> but it's like it's like you're just leaving your shoes on. You're like, oh shit, it's hot, it's hot, hot. Like don't don't even wear flip flops or anything. Just wear shoes on the sand yeah, to, yeah. to where you want to sit. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's it's a wonderful beach. Highly highly recommend. And it, really? didn't, get, it didn't get trashed at now, Sandy. So it's not the Jersey Shore. It's I mean the Jersey Shore is the Jersey Shore. It's a whole yeah. like section. The uh-huh. Jersey Shore where they well, filmed that was Seaside, yeah. and they went right. to Point Pleasant also. Seaside is a little. Ugh. But, um, you know, Seaside has gotten nicer is what I heard. I haven't been there in a long time. But, like, mm. last time I went, I went to Wildwood about two, three years ago almost. Mm. Yeah. Back for a we- I went to my cousin's wedding. She got married in Long Beach Island, I think oh, it was. Wow. And Long then, Beach Island. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. And then uh, we went to Wildwood for the rest of the week, uh, a couple of days after that. 
And then went back and then went to New York for a day. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so if you're ever in that area, just highly recommend Wildwood. Uh, you know what? I wish I had known about it when I lived in Jersey because I lived in Jersey for seven years. Yeah. And, you know, I'd go to the beach. I'd go to Jersey Shore, but yeah. it would just literally be ever whatever floated my boat. Okay, I think I'm going to go this exit. Yeah, you're going to go to Bradley <laughs> Beach. I'm going to go to like uh, Avon Beach. Or you're exactly. Go to, like, Point Pleasant, just, whatever it just is. Just some yeah. water. And it's a free beach, too. Uh, really? Yeah, it's, like I said, it's a two-hour, it's a nice vacation spot to go to for like, a few days. And it's right by Cape May also, which Cape May has Sunset, be- uh, Sunset Beach. Where you can see a sunset. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I lived there for seven years and didn't know about any of this. Yeah. I feel yeah. robbed. Yeah, you are robbed. Yeah. OMG. <laughs> yep. OMG. So, side note. Side but, note. Yes. Uh, but here's another question for you. Uh-huh. What is the hustle like in New York compared to L.A. compared to Vegas? Hmm. Well, for me, yeah. very, very different. Mm-hmm. Very different. Or Vegas, I mean, not Vegas, sorry. Is LA and New York almost the same thing or is it completely different? Like, is it like, whoop? You know, okay, so funny enough. Okay. Okay, so when I was in New York, I managed a, a fur company. Yeah. Um, which was wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they didn't bother me. One day I was looking for a fight, though. <laughs> and I was mad at my boyfriend at the time, and I just was looking. And they were, Peter were out, yeah. they were protesting outside yeah, yeah. in front of the building on 7th Avenue. And as the manager, I was able to, you know, just pick a coat yeah, yeah. and just wear it. And pick yeah. a coat with a sable, mink, yeah. whatever, and pick a coat and wear it. And so one day I was so, so pissed off. It was on a Saturday, and they were outside, down with fur, down with fur. Yeah. And I just hung up the phone with them, and I was like, Oh, and you know how sometimes you yeah. just want. And so I went, I grabbed a coat, yeah. and I was like, I dare them. I want to fight so bad right now. Yeah. And my boyfriend was seven feet tall, so I was like, really not going to be fighting him. But <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not going to be. Did he play basketball? Him. He did. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I went downstairs and had my coat. And then they were down with fur, down yeah. with fur. I had the coat over my arm, and I took it, and I shook it out in front of them. I sure did. Shook it out nice and well. Shake, shake, shake. And then I did the swoop. You oh. know the swoop? Oh, my God. And what? swirled the around with it just swirl. so they could get a good look. Uh, I know they were like, okay, she's crazy. <laughs> she's nuts. And so then I put it on, and then I walked out the door, and I looked at them like this. <laughs> I looked every last one of them in the eye. I want you to. Please do me a favor. I want, I want you to. Yeah. Guess what happened? No one did anything. Nothing. They didn't, they didn't do their thing. Didn't didn't touch me. Didn't. They actually stopped. Oh wow. <laughs> they let me pass. You shall pass. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when I got down the end of the block, they were down with fur, down with fur. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> they didn't touch me. <laughs> They're very lucky. They're very very lucky. They are very lucky because yeah. I was ready. Oh, well, both of you are very lucky. Yeah. Someone. <laughs> Someone would have gotten handcuffs and someone would have gotten bleeding. Probably yeah. me. <laughs> I was mad. I don't even know what I was mad about. I just know that I was furious. <laughs> furious. I don't get furious. I don't get furious very much, but yeah. that was a moment of just extreme yeah. anger. Yeah, and I didn't know how to control it. So. And that wasn't even the hustle part of the. You know no, 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 no. <laughs> so I used to manage it for a company, and um, I also managed. I, um, I was a VP of uh, marketing yeah. for a printing company. Okay. That was, um, actually it was Patrick Ewing's printing company. Okay. 
And so our clients were the NBA, the WNBA, the um, Madison Square Garden, all that. Yeah. This was right across from the garden. So, you know, I didn't have your typical. And then I worked on, um, on Wall, not on Wall Street, but on Fifth Avenue, okay, J.P. Yeah, Morgan yeah. Chase. Yeah. So I was in the, uh, the diversity department mm-hmm. of J.P. Morgan Chase for a while. Yeah. So... That was like my side. Those are my side hustles. Yeah, so they're they're not real like waiting waiters yeah. waiter well, I mean, or waiter or anything like that. Hustle was... in that sense. I mean, hustle and like what was the hustle like? You know, actors wise, like getting gigs, stuff like that. Like the hustle in that regard of like going for gigs and stuff. Well, you know what? It, it's once you have an agent, yeah, that hustle slows all oh, okay. the way down. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that I had five of them, yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't have to yeah, do anything to answer my phone yeah. anymore. You know, in the beginning, yeah. the hustle was, you know, back then it was you had a backstage, yeah. which you still have backstage, but now it's online. Yeah. So it was just literally get the newspaper, just like remember with the phone book yeah, and, yeah. and go the old fashioned phone book. Well, this was the old fashioned. You get the backstage newspaper. It came out every Thursday yeah. and you just go through and I would look at see what um, what characters that, yeah. you know, were, were my type. Then I would circle them with a red or blue pen mm-hmm. and then I'd get my headshots. Did you have I a color these... coordination for the red and blue? I did not. Oh, okay. I, I just, whatever. Was convenient. Oh, okay. <laughs> curious. And then I would get my special envelopes yeah. that I had with the clear front, mm-hmm. and then I'd put my headshot facing outward. Then I would not put my return address on there in case there were creepolas at yeah. the post office, which happened one time. Uh-huh. I was mailing a package to my brother, side note, here in Vegas yeah. for my niece and nephew. And I was actually working on a play and, and a TV show, um, Raising Whitley, in LA. And on a break, I went to the post office and um, just you know, random conversation. Hey, yeah. how's how you doing with the postal guy? Oh, you're working on a, you know, doing a play in a TV show right now, yeah. raising Whitley for own and blah blah blah. And oh, that's great. And da da da. All I know is that night by um, front desk people, they're yeah. calling me up and like, there's someone here for you. And I'm like, what? What? It's yeah. Saturday night. It's it, is it my boyfriend? Like, yeah. is it surprising me? I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, what's happening? And turns out they put him on the phone. He's like, "Oh, I, I, I wanted to know if you wanted to go for a sandwich, oh. or a hot dog." And I was like, "What? Who are you? Oh, I met you today at the post office. The post office in the valley. Well, how'd you get my address? Yeah. Well, I saw your address on your package, and I wrote it down. And I balls exactly and some balls. Exactly. Now, mind you, the valley and where I lived, it was a good forty-five minutes away. Yeah. Good 45 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, so you mean to tell me you copied my address down off of my package and you have just driven here and you want to... should have just mailed you a letter. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something. I was like, I'm not going to be doing that. Never call me. And so yeah, then yeah. I told my boyfriend about it, which I was hesitant to tell him because I knew he would get so mad. Yeah. And he was so mad. He's like, I'm on my way right now. Who is this guy? What? Yeah. Honey... Like, I don't know. This is this is yeah. wild. Like, how dare him? What post office was it? I'm not going to tell you. Because yeah, yeah. I'd made the mistake of telling him his name. Some guy named Bob or Bill or whatever. Yeah. I forget. Marcus or somebody. I don't know. I'm going to go there tomorrow, and I'm going to demand to see the postal inspector, and I'm going to talk to him and tell him that he's... Honey, please yeah. don't do any of that. So I had to calm him down. Because yeah, yeah. he was like... I mean, that's 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 crazy. Oh Who my. does that? I would actually be the opposite. I'd be like, tell my girlfriend. I'd be like, go, go have fun with him. Go. <laughs> 
See? That's cool, yeah. Now, why would you do that? I'm just, just joking. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't that creep you out? Wouldn't you get mad if your girlfriend were... I, 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 I get mad. I laugh about it, too, though. Because at least I, I find it funny, yeah. in a sense, at first. Now I get I get mad. But, like, I know she's not going to, like, you know, obviously go right. with it. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd be but mad at the dude. I mean, like, I mean, like, wow, that guy has some balls. I have to give him credit for that. But I can't, I can't be mad. He doesn't know, first of all, probably, that she's seeing someone. But again, I find I kind I mean I'm just a weird person. I find okay. different things funny. So okay. I mean I, I find career enthusiasm extremely funny as anything. <laughs> so I find life in general funny. Um, life is funny. Yeah. So I think I find that funny <laughs> personally. Me. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but it was scary. You know, it, it was it, really it scary, scary for me yeah. because I didn't know. Like, well, I'd probably go over her place and like you know make sure she's all right. But mm-hmm. I'd still find it. We, you know, we laugh we about laugh it. We laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we laugh about it now. I mean, because this was you know. a a yeah, few yeah. years ago yeah. at this point. And so we laugh yeah. about it still. Yeah. So maybe we'll laugh about it today. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> or tomorrow. Yeah. I'll remind him of it. Like, yeah. hey, honey, remember? Not one that time. Right? Yeah. Remember that post office dude? <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to him? Uh, did you ever go there? Yeah. I don't know. And see, he, he might have gone there and forgotten to tell me. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. 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 Going to investigate that. Yeah, get that hmm. lie detector. <laughs> no, he's wonderful. Oh, okay. He's that's wonderful. good. wonderful. <laughs> I love him so much. That's my honey. So here's another question for you. Yeah. I ask this to everyone in film, TV, whatever it is who's out here really. And, you know, the film community out here. It's, you know, what are the pros and cons for the film community out here? And what are, and I think we're kissing the glass, uh, the glass ceiling in the film community. What can we do to get to that next level? Move to L.A. Okay. Um, I, I, I say that facetiously, but I say that where is where the challenge that you have in the film community, again, it's well, the lack the pros. of. Let's start with the pros. Okay. First, so we, the pros. We, shit, we chop shit down. Let's go with the pros. If okay, the pros. Yeah. No pros? Wow. I don't That's know of any. That's it. I, I, okay, so yeah. the pros of the I'm not in the film community out okay. here because I haven't found the film community. I don't know. The, I don't yeah. know where they are. Okay, I've been to one. I went to one mixer. Okay, and this is all your personal opinion, so don't worry. I, I've yeah. never. I don't know. Okay. Oh, 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 oh! My friend Adia is amazing director. Yeah. yeah. She is fantastic. She will be on the podcast. I'm not going to say when. Yeah. That's my girl. Future episode. Can't yeah. tell you. Just subscribe to the Patreon. Maybe she's next week. Maybe she's the week after. Maybe she's two weeks from now. Who knows? Ooh. Three weeks. She's amazing. Yeah. We had a funny encounter. We met and it was really wild. Yeah. How we met. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was meeting someone else and it was her. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll let her tell the story. But she's um, she's wonderful. I love her to pieces. Yeah. So she is a part of the film community yeah. here. And so through her is how I met you. Yeah. And so with that, the pros are, I feel it's a very tight knit community. Yeah. You have to know to who to talk to, yeah. who to get. But that's also in a order con to get. too. That can be a con. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got. Okay. Hey, that's understandable. Yeah. That's a quickie. It's yeah. all good. No yeah. worries. Yeah. All right. Is there any, we're going to be wrapping up. So is there any, other nuggets, valuable pieces of tidbits that you want to give people? You know, I do. I mm-hmm. want to say to everyone listening, if you are an actor, an aspiring actor, current actor, um, always be studying and learning your craft. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's acting as a muscle. Yeah. And just like if you don't go to the gym, your muscles will atrophy. Just like if you don't keep practicing your craft, your muscles, your acting muscle yeah. will atrophy. So you always want to stay sharp. Always want to be doing something, whether mm-hmm. it's just rehearsing your monologue or, yeah. you know, just go taking an, an improv class. I saw online somewhere there's a, there's some kind of free class yeah. somewhere. You know, even if it's just any little thing that you can do to stay sharp and get ready for that opportunity of a lifetime, yeah. because all it takes is one phone call to change your life. And if you stay ready, you don't ever have to get ready. Yeah. So staying sharp and prepared and ready. And then knowing when to and when not to. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know your limitations. Yeah. You don't want to ever get too big for your britches. People like people who are humble yeah, and yeah. who are kind. You know, I think I turned a lot of people off in my early years with my, oh, I don't need to take class. I went to yeah. UVA. Okay, went to UVA for law. Yeah. We're talking about acting. Two so, different things. Two totally different yeah. things. So why do you think you're so good? And I say this about myself. Like, why do you think you're so good that you're too good to, to take a, an acting class? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just want to learn yeah. as much as you can? So I implore everyone to, again, to learn the, as much as you can about it. Mm-hmm. And the evolving trends, the evolving equipment, whether you ever touch the equipment or not, you know, you should be able to know the difference between a Canon 4D and an Alexa. Yeah. You really should. Or a Red. You, yeah. you should know all of these things just in order to have a basic conversation about yeah. them. Um, you want to know, you know, people have ups and downs. Yeah. And... You know, you want to just stay in that happy place because the tides go, this industry is fluctuates constantly mm-hmm. and there are ebbs and there are flows. So, you know, one point, the, you know, you have an Asian look may yeah. be very popular. Yeah. And the next moment you may have blondes may be very popular. The next time you may have African-American you know, like Michelle Obama look yeah. may be popular. Then you have uh, ethnically ambiguous, which yeah. is what I'm considered ethnic yeah. because people, you don't know exactly what I am. Even the people at Ancestry.com are like, wow, your whole thing is like a pie. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Thanks, lady. I'm just asking a yeah. question about something. Yeah. But uh, so ethnically ambiguous because that can be anyone or yeah. Hispanic. So it goes in ebbs and flows. So just if you're not getting a lot of calls for auditions or anything right at the moment, it's just because... It's that time for another, you know, another yeah. ethnicity yeah. that is that has ebb. focus. It, exactly, yeah. that's all it is. And then you know, if you have tendencies such as tendencies to drink, tendencies yeah. to smoke, tendencies to do nefarious things, you know, I urge people because people watch what people do. Mm-hmm. People are always watching on set. I'm always watching who I can honestly pilfer for any of my projects. Yeah. And so if I see someone, you know, not paying attention on set and they're like scrolling through their Instagram or scrolling through Facebook and they're not really focused and paying attention, you know, that's a mental note where they're not present. And I don't want to work with people who are not present. Um, you know, no, if you, if you, you know, everybody, well, I don't drink, so... Yeah. You know, I don't smoke. I don't any of that. Water, so you aren't drinking. Exactly. Okay. Well, I don't drink alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. But I did a lot, a lot of years ago, 
And, you know, you have to know when to and when not to. Yeah. So if you're invited to a red carpet, you don't, you know, get, sl- you know, excited. Oh, we're going to celebrate. You don't get sloshed and go on the carpet and, and that's going to, you know, because that's going to be on Entertainment Tonight and TMZ yeah. and all of that. You will always want to maintain a good reputation yeah. and a good presence because that is how... It's not who you know, it's who knows you. Yeah. And people will respect you if you respect yourself. So you, and you have to, you know, I'm not saying, you know, people do what you want to do and you're going to do that anyway, but there's a time and a place. Like don't smoke weed before you go to an audition. Yeah. Like duh. Like yeah. the, certain things. Don't drink before you go to the carpet. Don't like, there's certain things, but there are a lot of things that people do anyway mm-hmm. because they think no one will know. They'll, they'll think, oh, no one can tell. Yeah, like yeah. it won't, but it makes a difference and people will are able yeah. to tell and they'll remember it. And then there'll be the gossip thing and people, casting directors talk to each other. Yeah. Producers talk to each other. Hey, what about this person? Hey, what about this person? You know about this person? Hey, you know, you know somebody who's going to be right for this thing. Cause yeah. I really don't feel like having auditions. I will cause I have to, but I really don't feel like doing it. Yeah. But you know, if they have a reputation for showing up late all the time, well then, you know, maybe the on they come to my set, they're going to be on time. But if they have a history of being late, then, you know, that's yeah. money. Time is money. Yeah. And that's not okay. You know, everybody has their their challenges. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. You know, I have my own challenges sometimes. Yeah. I have problem being on time sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes they're extenuating circumstances. Yeah. But... You know, as long as we work on those and you know that that is that you have that challenge and you make efforts to, you know, address it like, okay, so if I know that and this is the thing, my mother was always late for everything. She was late for we were 45 minutes late to my father's funeral. I'm just saying like she was late to everything. So this is kind of indoctrinated into my behavior of, you know, that's just a challenge. But so I know I have to you know, plan accordingly. I have to put ways on yeah. and see, okay, I'm going to get there, you know, plan 15 minutes in advance yeah. and, you know, just do everything I can and not think that I can do 55 things. Like I don't need to wash the dishes and vacuum and do all that before I leave. Yeah. The cleaning police are not going to come No, no. <laughs> and they're not going to give me a ticket for the dishes not being washed yeah. or the room not being vacuumed. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So just knowing that to prioritize and just give other people the respect that you want to have in return. Yeah. And so that those are my parting words. Yeah. And and don't forget to always say please and thank you. Yes. Definitely please and thank you, especially Agreed. to casting people. Yep. Yeah. Goes yeah. a long way. Yes, it does. That was great advice too, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, I've actually thought two more questions. Actually, three more questions. Okay. One is what any projects that you know that you can talk about if you can that are coming up in the future. Anything in nature? Well, bitter inheritance, yay! Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bitter inheritance is happening. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. All right. Um, Fingers uh, across still. Well, yeah, I and in viable conversations yep. with. Um, I can. I can. I'm not going to say. Don't say anything. Let's not. Uh, let's plead not, the fifth. Let's not jinx anything. Yeah. Okay, just with some people yep. who have means yeah. and who have shown interest. Cool. Um, I am going to be working on a uh, a document a docu series. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was supposed to have been in the works in August and September, yeah. but they want to push it out to like March. Okay. So that's coming up in March. So I'm excited about that. That'll be a five part docuseries. Very nice. About athletes. Oh, cool. And um, actually just, just about people, but you know, highlighting athletes. Yeah. Um, and that's, 
you know, That's bitter inheritance. I have the documentary that I want to do on my father. Okay. Because he was instrumental in the civil rights movement and oh, wow. the desegregation of lunch counters in the late 1950s and 1960s. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and and it just started because, you know, he was an honor student at Norfolk State University. He was a double major of physics and chemistry, and he was tired from classes, and he wanted a sandwich. And so he went into this sandwich shop, and then they refused to serve him because he was black. Yeah. And so he was like, what? I'm getting straight A's. I'm a student. I just want a sandwich so I can go study and do that. And so... He's like, this is this is unacceptable. Yeah. And so he and a group of friends and they started this movement and they would go to waffle houses and yeah. you know, radio each other and you know, they would go in and, and you know, just sit down quietly and then the people would get mad and sometimes the people would spit on them. Holy and shit. They wouldn't move and then they would um they um one of them they would throw ammonia on the floor to make every and but then everybody left. Yeah. So and essentially, they lost business for that day, and so yeah, they say, yeah. like, "Okay, another one down." Yeah, wow. You know that's where people affect. You know, change happens yeah, when definitely. you affect people in the pocketbook. So they would cause commotion, and you know, my uncle got. You know, he was taken to jail for a, like a day or something yeah. like that, a few hours, because he was passing out flyers for his law firm, and people would look at them and throw them on the ground, and so the police came and cited him for littering. Wow. Right, and he's like. I didn't put it there. Yes, but these are your flyers. He's like, but I gave it to people, and they, but these yeah. are yours. And so they do. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's the stuff like that. It's very interesting. So I'm yeah, working on a documentary about that. Um, mm-hmm. That's slowly in the works. Okay, cool. And um, that's. I feel like there's something else, but I don't know. Oh, 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 oh! A web series. Okay. <laughs> for Journey. Oh, okay. Um, we're turning that into an actual web series. Very nice. And that's already been cast and. Cool. That's right. I have three Emmy winners already oh, cast in it. Oh yeah. Oh, we're going with Emmy Gold. I mean, my again, my friends. Yeah. Mad about. Hey, when are we gonna do this project? When are we? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get to. Gonna get to. Now again, that you're in LA funding. Again. Yep. Boom. Just get the funding. So yeah. And then second question. Yeah. Is best pizza in New York. Oh goodness, I don't know. What? I remember there's a pizza place. Oh gosh, across the street from. Somewhere. Um, the Big Street. <laughs> I think it starts place? with an H. Eight, I don't know. I can't it's think. It's a of... big street that starts with an H, and it's across it. Yeah, I don't know that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And third <laughs> question. I, now I just blanked down the third question because I had it during the first question. Um, no, I think that, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, here, no, here's the question now. Okay. Social media. What's your social media? Oh, my social media, at Melina Gay, at Melina Gay for Insta, M-I-L-L-E-N-A-G-A-Y. That's the same for Twitter Mm -hmm. and the same for Facebook. The challenge is if you know how to spell my name, you're good. Yeah. People don't know how to spell my name. Uh, M-I-L-L-E-N-A. Gotcha. G-A-Y. So, and I have a YouTube page Mm -hmm. and um, there's also Melina the Talk Show. Yep. That's on Insta. That's on Facebook. That's on YouTube. Yep. Hmm, I do have some socials, huh? Yeah, I don't, a handful. I, I don't visit them very much. They will be in the <laughs> show notes in the description of the show as well. So maybe I'll put some things up there. Okay. How about that? That works. <laughs> Thank you, Melina. Thank you so much. You're I appreciate welcome. you for coming out here. 
And I appreciate everyone else who listens to the podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Also, remember, like I said in the beginning of the show, we have a Patreon page. So if you want to be a part of that, awesome. If you're not and you don't want to be a part of that, that's cool too. I respect that. And also, I got fut- I got great plans for the future of the show. Like I always tell you guys, I want to do live streaming. And now that we have a t-shirt online at teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash the dash frame where you can get that t-shirt in like a v-neck or a crew neck men's women's whatever you want to do also it's 20 to 25 dollars depending on what style you want to get totally check that out and pick that up also if you want to totally appreciate if you do because you're all my hashtag frame chasers and that is the (laughs) that is the official hashtag of this podcast hashtag frame chasers welcome to the family of hashtag frame chasers melina thank you thank you for having me oh thank you again for being on the show it's a pleasure and have a safe journey back to california by the way hey thank you and again guys i can't do this without your love and support and again have a great day have a great week have a great month have a great year we'll hopefully catch you next time next wednesday you know the deal on chasing the frame see you guys next time Bye.